0: Log Talk Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, step right up. Behind this curtain lies a ghastly concoction of delight, horror, and terror. Your every wish is our command. Your every whimsical desire brought to life.
1: But I'm warning.
0: Welcome to
2: and welcome back to the greatest show on earth that is Talking Terror. As always, I'm your old pal, the King of Horror Andy G, welcoming you to this episode of the show, where tonight we're going to be talking about my film pick of the week, the newly released Texas Chainsaw Massacre, directed by David Blue Garcia. The buzz is back, but w- did we all enjoy it? Well, we'll find out a little bit later on the show when we head off to Harlow to meet off of the other social influencers of the net. Uh, but as always, I'm joined by the bold and the beautiful, the Go Keith.
1: The podcast you're about to listen to is an account of a tragedy that befell a group of four dudes. It's all the more tragic <laughs> because they were hung. Had they survived the film this week, you know, they would not have been exposed the mad and macabre, the, the bane and banal that was a woke film like the Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2022. Thank you. Thank you. Hello, everybody, and welcome so, to Talking Terror.
2: Great. Thank you for taking away my intro that I was going to do a little later. I'm
1: still going to do it. Fuck it. Don't <laughs> care. I'm still going to do the exact same fucking well, thing. Well, well King, I'm sorry. I to no, say, intro nice intro, in bro. The beginning <laughs> of a show. <laughs> I had the whole
2: thing ready. I was like at ten o'clock. I'm going to turn on the John Larroquette voice, and I'm going to fucking nail it, baby. And then I'm just, uh, yeah, so it's okay.
1: Nope, well, i just, I'm still going to do it. Uh, it. I apologize. There was nothing. There was nothing. You know, nothing with malice due there at all. I had no idea that, that was what your plan <laughs> was. So I did not mean to deflate your balloon. But, uh, but so it goes.
2: I liked it. You know what? I'm not going to say I didn't like it, and I'm going to do it anyway because we have to, I have to give the plot. So I figured I'll just do it. The so John Larkett way, I'll still do it. It's all good. Uh, it's going to be one of those shows where we're going to have a lot of fun, I think. So Well, we're going to talk about it a little later on in the show. But, of course, we're also joined by the psychotic Simeon, the prince of Morris Day, the mad monkey. Get funky with it, monkey. Get that song. Yeah!
3: King, we are getting about as funky as the cold wash-up corpse of Laura Palmer on the riverside, but you know what time it is screaming, so put on those headphones and let the smooth, cool, sexy sounds of Talking Terror relax your body as we do that thing to you that you love us to do to you. You know what we mean, baby, so make sure you listen live. You can't listen live? That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) We got you, baby. So listen on iTunes, Spotify, Blog Talk, or wherever you get your podcast. Just make sure to stalk us on Facebook and Instagram because... Because we love our soccer and we crave the attention. Why? Because we are social media sluts, baby.
0: What's up, Bright Family?
2: (laughs) Hello there, monkey. Hello. Hello. And yes, indeed, Laura Palmer does die tonight in the sleepy town of Twin Peaks. Only to be discovered tomorrow morning by Dale Cooper himself traveling into Twin Peaks at 11.45 a.m.
3: That's a long fucking river all the way from fucking Texas <laughs> to the West Coast. She's dead, wrapped in plastic. <laughs>
2: God, wrapped up like car. a big old Twinkie. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, Sheriff. I can't look no more. That's okay. Let's go wait in the car. Oh, geez. Uh, missed that show great one. <laughs> but all right. We're also joined by the very astute, very educated, very opinionated Dean who just came back from Texas. yee
4: Woo-hoo! Yep. <laughs> that is true. I have made my return from the state of Texas. Uh, my visit to the Austin area, um, very exciting uh, experience, very timely and topical given this week's episode. Uh, got myself in the right frame of mind to my visit by watching the new film, On the Airplane and, uh, you know, gearing myself up for, uh, you know, my visit to a very special uh, location, which I'm sure we'll talk about uh, a little further on in the doings this evening.
2: Sweet. Yeah, very excited to hear about it. You know, you you went to a very classic place in Texas Chainsaw history. So looking forward to hearing about that and, and what the vibe was like. Is everything bigger in Texas, or is that just a Texan thing?
4: Uh, it depends. It depends.
0: Mm. <laughs> okay. There
4: were some things. There so were some dick, things yeah, that were certainly uh, bigger, such as the slices of brisket uh, and the sausages mm. for and the beef ribs uh, for certain, which I'll, I will share.
0: Uh, Daddy, would you image, like some sausage
4: uh, all, <laughs> <laughs> in, in, in the group uh, coming in coming in hot? Uh, so uh, you'll, you'll see what I, you'll see what I mean. Uh, but anyway, that meat uh, looked damn uh, good.
2: Holy shit!
3: <laughs>
2: it's a hell of a spread.
3: Bam. Yes. All right. All
2: that <laughs> me. They're served up to you hot. That leather face. It's a neat kind of, yeah, Tony. Yeah. Oh, the it have...
4: <laughs> it fine It's a fine trip. A fine
0: trip to Texas.
2: Mm. Excellent. So glad that you made it there. You made it back safe. And you got some pictures to go along with it for our Instagram page. Uh, but does anybody have anything they want to talk about before we hand it over to the Dean for Horror News? Yes! <laughs>
0: well, um, peacemaker you
3: know. peacemaker has wrapped up. We've all checked it out, right? Right, right?
0: I have, yeah.
3: <laughs> okay. And I, and I know you have, goal, And it's just, you know, now that it's all wrapped up and all that kind of shit, just wanted to sit there and say, again, just how pleasantly surprised I was by the presentation of the show. I was not expecting it to be as entertaining as it was and just written as well as it was. Every episode fucking flew by. Awesome soundtrack. And I'm like, you know, me, I'm just a happy little monkey and looking forward to season two, man.
2: <laughs> yeah, it was really good. We found out that the Green Arrow was a brony, which suspected a little long. Fucker
3: now, <laughs> <laughs> that's fucking insane. <end>
2: <laughs> and that Aquaman fucks fish. It's a fact, not a rumor. <laughs>
1: well, well. fuck you, Barry. <laughs> uh, yeah, listen, man. You know what? We we've been saying it the entire series. Uh, Peacemaker was fucking phenomenal. It really was from start yeah. to finish. Every episode, just. Packed, loaded, action, humor, you know, a little bit of drama, there was gore. If if you want it, it is in that fucking series. You know, James Gunn absolutely one hundred percent knocked that shit right the fuck out of the park. Uh yeah, I couldn't have asked for for a better, you know, series for a character such as this. And and yes, indeed, Green Arrow does uh, is, is a brony. Um, you know, I know that there is some some rumor. <laughs> You know, hoping and circulating that we might actually get a WrestleMania match between Stephen Amel and John Cena, and that some of that uh, little give and take right there may be setting that up.
2: I'd be all for that. It'd be great because I saw the, the Twitter, you know, uh, sphere was going on about that. You know, Google told me about it as I checked it out. I was like, well, you know, hey, okay, man, defend yourself. Break out the costume because uh-huh. on the the stage with it. The asshole drilled out.
1: Fucking the Trojan Brony. Fucking <laughs> you know, uh, watch Steven come out of like the, the asshole of it, watch him like slink his way out. Um, you know, I mean, at this point, you know, look, obviously Cena is more about entertaining and, and being in movies, being in television. He's yeah. not going to be full-time yep. wrestling anymore. So, you know what, throwing him in a match against, you know, Steven Amel who... Look, he's not a wrestler, but he's he's playing one on TV. The guy's in great fucking shape from years of, of playing action style roles. Like I don't know, you know, if any of you guys ever see fucking Arrow, you know, he's doing those fucking oh, hell yeah. plank presses or whatever the fuck those things are called, man. They're fucking ridiculous, dude. Like God, man. Like I, I want to sit there, I just want to throw fucking pool balls at him while he's doing it, just because it pisses me off when he fucking looks so damn good <laughs> doing it. Um, yeah, so and then he also did American Ninja match. Warrior too. <laughs> yep, yep. And oh, he's been okay. and he's been in the WWE before as well. So you know we've uh, so so it's not like it's an unheard thing. It's not like he's a guy who hasn't been involved uh, in the industry. So I uh, yeah mm-hmm. I, I would look forward to it if it was to happen because everything else so far seems kind of like yeah, yeah so it's <laughs> true it has been good yeah we'll
2: we'll see title versus title at WrestleMania. So, unify it, Roman, go to Hollywood, Brock stays behind. Because I'm enjoying the new Brock. Can't lie. I like the, the energy that he's given out. I like the fact that he doesn't need Paul Heyman anymore. Uh, it's a new side of Brock that we haven't seen before. and I'm enjoying it. So, hopefully he sticks around for a little while and holds that title for a little bit.
1: Yeah, agreed. We shall see.
2: Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: So, yeah, so with that being said, I mean, I don't know if you wanted to save it for later, Dean, uh, if you wanted to tell us a little bit about your trip to Texas for you in our news and, and tell us what uh, what you saw and, and what it was like, or if you want to kind of just I guess sprinkle it in uh, with uh, later Texas Chainsaw. So.
4: Yeah, I can, I can I can do that, man. That's fine. So uh, I have friends that live in Austin uh, that we had nice. been planning to visit, and we finally uh, made the trip out there, and uh, we we were staying in an Airbnb right around the corner from them, and we. Uh you know, I made the choice on Sunday morning to just wake up extra early and kind of just slip out of the house um you know around like six six thirty in the morning. Uh, I didn't want to like throw off any plans you know with my you know my horror nonsense uh so uh the location uh, for the gas station. Uh, is in a town called Bastrop, Texas, which is about forty five minutes mm-hmm. drive from Austin, Texas, and uh, it was smooth sailing. Uh, if you don't know, and I'm sure people on this show know, but if you're listening and you don't know, uh, the gas station uh, several years ago was purchased by a horror fan and uh, renovated uh, to to once again look as it did uh, in the original film, aside from the fact that there are no gas tanks. Uh, he also acquired the same make, model, and color of van uh, that they were using in the original film, which is uh, on display. And behind the gas station, there are uh, several cabins that are available to rent so you can sleep there. Uh, They, uh, in addition to this just being the Texas Chainsaw Massacre uh, gas station, they do sell barbecue. So they're cooking up briskets and and ribs and pork butts (laughs) and whatnot. And, uh, you know, inside... Uh, They sell all kinds of like horror trinkets and shirts and and shit like that. So uh, given my early time, uh, none of that was up and open for the day yet. But, uh, you know, I was able to go and park my car, uh, park my car uh, in a similar uh, location and same direction as the van was parked uh, in the original film. Uh, I couldn't get the straight on photo because there was like another car parked um, but got out and walked around, walked around side of the building uh, where they have the van parked, took a picture of that. Uh, you know, they got the wee slaughter, uh, barbecue sign up and you know, I just kinda like walked around and just kind of breathed it all in and you know, you're you're walking on you're walking on 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 ground where uh, where 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 legendary stuff took place. You know, and, and, you know, if you're a fan of the original film and, you know, you hold it in such high regard as I do, uh, that's not something uh, to be taken lightly when you're there and you're feeling it. And, you know, I know when that film was being created, there was no way to know uh, what it would become and, and what kind of impact it would have around the world. Uh, especially all this time later where we're talking about this uh, little dumpy building on the side of the road in Bastrop, Texas in 2022. But, uh, you know, it was really cool to, to be able to just kind of check it out and, and, and just kind of take in the atmosphere. And, uh, you know, I I think it's worth it uh, to check it out if you're ever in the region, if, just to, like, grab some photos, and if open, grab some barbecue and, and, and be on your way. It was just... It was really cool. And when I realized when I realized how close I was going to be, there was, there was just no way that I wasn't going to take that drive. I enjoy going to uh, like movie locations. I've been to to many, both in the genre and outside of the genre. And, um, you know, I just, I, I couldn't not um, subsequent reading uh, later that day. I learned that uh, the Texas chainsaw house uh, is like 45 mm-hmm. minutes from Austin in another direction. Yep. And, as much as i tried to like examine my schedule unfortunately on this visit uh at the time was just not there i didn't ha- i didn't have the time uh to make that trip happen but uh you know i do plan on so- at some point uh returning to austin uh and next time i will certainly prioritize uh getting out there so it was it was really cool it was really cool and i, and I couldn't recommend it more that's so yeah, really cool
0: really man cool. I mean, You
2: got to see the gas station i know yeah the, the house is now a restaurant and it was actually moved from where the gas station is. It was actually really close yeah, by yeah. It's about 45 minutes away in Kingsland. Uh, so it's like a nice little quaint restaurant, but they do have all the stuff there hanging up that you can look at all the pictures and things like that. Uh, they do hold the movie, you know, they have viewings there and stuff like that. So if you're back there again, hopefully you can visit the house and, uh, you know, see what's inside and have some Texas barbecue there.
4: So, Mm -hmm. Uh, One of the things that was a little bit confusing as I was trying to read it is that – as I was reading about it is that it's not clear uh, which – there's like – the Texas Chainsaw Massacre house is listed as being in two different locations. And and I'm not talking about Mm -hmm. the house being taken apart and moved and put back together, Uh, but like one reads as being on private property and you can take pictures from the road. But then there is the one that I saw uh, that was listed as having a restaurant, and it's just not. I like, and I, maybe I just I knew I wasn't gonna be able to go, so I didn't dig deep enough because they were both uh, drivable. But uh, it seems that one is from the original film, and one is from one of the 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 other films in in the series. And it, just, yeah. it I was a little confused as to which one was actually the original uh, 1974 house.
2: Yeah, the the 74 house is in Kingsland. The one you're talking about, this private property, that's from 2003's remake, uh, it was Texas Chainsaw. That's Master. the one that that's in some private Granger, property Granger. That would be the one in Yeah.
4: That would be the one in Granger, Texas.
2: Yeah, that's the one that's private property. You can't walk up to it. You can only take pictures on the side of the road, because you know, a family yeah, does yeah, live there take and they don't
4: the allow there.
2: Yeah, but <laughs> no, they yeah, they, they, it's straight, it's, up, it's it's straight up, no, it straight up, no, it
4: straight up says they'll fucking shoot at you. You know, it's it's Texas. <laughs> you know, uh, so yeah. some I'm not kidding. Like the, some of the readings just said, yeah, like if you go on the property, they'll fire a fucking gun. You know, like. Yeah, they don't fuck around.
2: Yeah, they they don't fuck around. Not in Texas. <laughs> so yeah, you can <laughs> take a real quick picture by the side of the road and just drive off. But yeah, if you even step mm-hmm. on that property, they will pull their shotgun out and blast at you. So not worth it. You know, just go to the side of the road. Go to the fucking original one. That's the one you want to go to anyway. Go to the original one. Have a meal. They're not going to shoot you there, unless you don't pay the bill. And I don't know what happens then, but you know. <laughs>
0: yeah, <laughs> you went to have the a meal. Not a meal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: You know, but, yeah, that's it, just really cool that you got there. It's on my bucket list to visit one day and, and get some merch from there. Um, but very cool. And the pictures are up on the Instagram page of, of the, the gas station itself, um, as well as the ghoul putting on some kind of weird meat on his face. I don't know. Pretty grody to me.
0: But it's some kind of fun sandwich <laughs> you. Well, you know, I think, I think you had me get
1: into it, you know.
0: I'm not getting my it, skin but, face you know, on. <laughs> yeah, and,
2: and my interpretation is on the Facebook page, so if you want to see my interpretation of Weatherface, it's there, and the sandwich is uh, there too on the Instagram page. Put old-fashioned meat. What better way to put on a mask? Slap that meat right <laughs> on your
0: face. Just like Weatherface <laughs> would do. <laughs>
2: but all right. With that being said, all right, uh, Dean, so what do you now? got tonight for Harness? <laughs> yeah, it's true. Yeah, mine's made of just plastic. <laughs> anyway, what do you have for Harness tonight, Dean? What are we talking about? So we're talking about a few
4: different things, but we're going to start uh, with our friend Noah Hawley, who we know is working on the Aliens TV series uh, for Hulu. Uh, And it's now been said that there are at least five scripts ready uh, for episodes of this series, and it's ready to roll. But production is not going to start until after the filming of the fifth season of the Fargo uh, TV series that Holly is involved in. So even though uh, that has not started production, uh, apparently the Fargo season five of Fargo is taking priority over the alien series. Uh, it's also been confirmed that uh, there will be no character of Ripley in this alien series that takes place between the events of Prometheus and alien covenant uh, on earth um, and apparently this takes place many, many years before uh, Ripley. And outside of the alien, uh, there will be no characters from the films. And it will also be taking place on Earth. So uh, just some updates on the Aliens TV series saga, because we've talked about it so many times uh, over the course of our episodes.
2: No, mm-hmm. oh, very cool. Yeah. On the way.
4: We also. Something I am finally, Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh no, the alien series. Yeah, the alien series when it finally reaches uh, your <laughs> your screens. If you've been looking forward to it, I do hope that they deliver something uh, that you are able to enjoy and appreciate.
0: Mm-hmm. Absolutely.
4: So I wanted to say that those kind words. Uh, we have learned since our last episode. Finally. Okay. Uh, The release date of the fourth season of Stranger Things, finally, finally, finally. And apparently the fourth season is going to be coming in two uh, batches of episodes with volume one uh, hitting Netflix on May 27th and then volume two hitting Netflix on July 1st. Uh, It's also been said from the Duffer brothers that season five will be the end of this particular tale. And, uh, you know, that's kind of long been said, even going back to like season two, that they had like a five season arc. Uh, But given and I think Mm -hmm. the king and I were talking about this, given uh, how much time has passed and how much growth uh, the characters have have gone through. Like, it's just I don't think it's feasible to continue. One of the things that made Stranger Things so great was just like. The wide-eyed kid excitement, uh, you know, not the brooding grown-up, uh, post-adolescent almost um, uh, adventurers. But anyway, uh, the Duffers have also said that there will most likely be spin-offs uh, beyond season five. There, there will be more hmm. exciting stories, new mysteries, uh, new adventurers, new adventures, and unexpected heroes. So even though apparently season five is the end quote of this particular tale, uh, it doesn't necessarily mean that it's the end of Stranger Things in full.
2: Yeah. So well, hopefully they can continue. You know, I mean, it's been, like you said, uh, like we've talked about, Dean, uh, it two and a half years. Uh, Millie Bobby Brown just turned 18. So no longer a child. So about time that they close it out, you know, and, and go yeah, in the direction. Exactly. <laughs>
4: And if if one of one of the things if you if you think back, especially like the back half of season three and how they framed their shots, especially during the final episode, the the sheer amount of growth uh growth spurts that happened amongst the main characters from the beginning of that season yeah. to the end of the season, they legitimately had to like do things with camera setups and camera angles to try and hide how tall some of them have gotten. So um mm-hmm. It'll be curious to see what unfolds. Like it's been so much time, but I'm hoping that um, you know, kind of, it's kind of like an out of sight, out of mind kind of thing. But as it draws closer, because really, it'll be here before we know it. Um, I hope my yeah. excitement, uh, I hope my excitement for it, like starts to, to build. I'm not saying that I'm not interested in it and that I'm not gonna watch it, but like, I wish I felt more excited. But I'm, and I'm hoping I will feel that excitement, you know, when it's imminent. You know, when it's like. When it shows mm-hmm. up on the Netflix screen, even though it's not ready yet, you know, like I'm hoping I'll get excited again. I don't know how you
2: all feel about that. I, I'm in, I'm right there with you, same way. I'm hoping that it's going to be fun and hoping that it, uh, I enjoy it. But yeah, you know, after waiting for so long, it's like the excitement kind of wanes after a while. You know, you forget about it. Like I don't really even remember a lot of what happened in season three. I kind of forgot about it. So might have to revisit it just to kind of get a refresher. I was like, yeah, it's just been so long.
1: <laughs> yeah, and I agree you know, with that I agree I mean, un- Unfortunately, I have like no No memory whatsoever of like really what happened um, Yeah In the last season, so uh, I'll definitely It was a big fight in the
0: Yeah, that's Yeah
1: That I do remember, you know what though too uh, I'll be honest, I remember really not Loving season three either Um mm-hmm. Yeah. That's kind of a bummer. Uh, I'm hoping I will like it more going around. Uh, like like the Dean said, they they've said it from the start that they they kind of had plans for for five, you know, for a five season arc for these characters. Now, yes, we had COVID get involved, and obviously, are ridiculous long fucking delays that they they just for whatever reason couldn't get shit done, even when we didn't have COVID going on, um, which is kind of a bummer. Uh, but regardless, I guess we'll get that. And then my guess is is this is going to end up becoming more of like a, an anthology-style series where maybe we get like, you know, maybe a couple connected seasons and then it, it moves on to a different story. I think I, I don't think we're going to see the Stranger Things name go away anytime soon. You know, I think that'll stick around for a while.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, definitely agree. Okay, Dean, so what's next? What are we talking about?
4: Uh, Zombieland director Ruben Fleischer says that, uh, if you've been thinking about it, you shouldn't necessarily be holding your breath, uh, for a Zombieland 3 right now. Uh, he Hmm. said that, uh, that he, uh, and the team walked away, uh, or that the studio, uh, after the first film wanted a sequel right away. Uh, but Fleischer says they just didn't feel they had a story worth telling, so they walked. He said that it took a lot of time to marinate and let the characters evolve, and then all of a sudden they turned around and 10 years had gone by. Uh, He said, hopefully uh, by 2029 uh, there might be another one, but he said, how many times uh, can you return uh, to the well? Uh, So, you know, and it was, it was a long 10-year gap between, uh, you know, Zombieland uh, and Zombieland 2. Uh, I think it was Abigail Breslin who said that it should become a tradition uh, to make a Zombieland film every 10 years. Uh, but anyway, <laughs> uh, I, they say, uh, at least Ruben Fleischer uh, says, you shouldn't be uh, holding your breath. So uh, that's what's up uh, with Zombieland 3 news, if it's been on your mind
3: <laughs> uh, in any way. Mm-hmm. Hmm. I yeah, I don't
0: know if you know if you it with that, with right? the even.
3: You, well, okay, that I was just going to say super quick then, is without spoilers there. Um, it's just, yeah, it's like, you know, comp- when you compare 1 and 2 and stuff like that, yeah, 2 is extremely lacking story-wise compared to the first one. It's like, I don't even know if it validates 3rd to, to make this thing a trilogy, but wow, King, you've not seen Double Tap?
2: Man. No, <laughs> never got around to it. I saw the first one, and I liked it, and then the second one came out, and I just kind of was like, oh, all right, it's out. And I just never went to go see it. <laughs> you know, I just, I, I didn't really care for it too much to see the second one. I, I liked the first one just fine. But I just didn't really have an interest to see the sequel. I was kind of over it at that point. It'd been 10 years. Like I said, I forgot about it. I was like, oh, yeah, that, 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 that's the one with nobody else. And nice. And Bill Murray was in it. And that was about it. <laughs> and, you know, I, I didn't think of going to see it. But one of these days, maybe I'll make it my pick for the show. So I have a chance to watch it. <laughs> Who knows? Stay
3: tuned. All right.
2: (laughs) Indeed.
3: (laughs) What else you got, Dean?
4: So there's a uh, very popular website that covers all kinds of material uh, regionally, and that I don't know if you guys are familiar with Thrillist, but, um, you know, I get daily uh, email digests from the website Thrillist, and my stuff is, uh, you know, based on Bay Area goings on. So it's like, you know, the top new restaurants in the Bay area uh, that you need to visit or, you know, the best road trips if you need to get away from San Francisco for a few days. So, uh, you know, topical and timely, uh, topical, (laughs) topical and timely. Uh, They have uh, released their list of uh, Texas Chainsaw films uh, from worst to first. So, I just want to run these down real quick and and see what you all think of this list. So uh, again, this is from, this is from worst to first. And uh, here we go. So uh, worst, we have Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the next generation from 1995. Uh, Then we have 3D from 2013. Uh, We have Leatherface from 2017. Uh, The Texas Chainsaw Massacre from 2022. Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the beginning from 2006. Uh, Leatherface, Texas Chainsaw Massacre 3 from 1990, uh, The Texas Chainsaw Massacre from 2003, Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2 from 1986, and of course Texas Chainsaw Massacre from
2: 1974. It's a pretty decent list. I mean, I would put Leatherface in 2017 at the top as the worst, but that's just my own opinion. Even though the next generation kind of was pretty bad.
4: If, 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 we want to be, if we want to be honest in thinking about that one, uh, if I remember going back to uh, pre-release of that film in 2017, King, I'm pretty sure you were pretty excited and had some
2: high hopes. Oh, I did. That's the last time. That's the last <laughs> time I ever went into a Texas <laughs> Fanformation movie going, hell
0: yeah! <laughs> Woo! Yeah!
2: Leatherface is back, baby! I was like, I can't wait. That trailer was fucking it. And then I watched the movie and I was like, this is it? Oh God damn it, Weatherface! You fucked me over again. God damn it! <laughs> you know, so
0: yeah, right
2: to the top of the list as being the worst. I just I can't stand that movie. Uh, I mean, I know that, uh, goal You watched it recently. I just I I have not been back to it in quite some time. Still, I still remember the pain yeah. of that movie.
1: I felt that with uh, you know, with watch with watching this this week's pick. That uh, that I, I had to do my due diligence and finally go and, and watch that movie, uh, even though because uh, of you, which you know normally I try to avoid all spoilers of everything. But I, uh, I, I'm mm-hmm. pretty sure I told you that it was it was fine to, to, yeah. to give me the spoiler on that one. Um, mm-hmm. And so, so knowing full well what I was going into and what I was getting, uh, yeah, I yeah uh, I, I have an opinion on it.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> What's your opinion about Weatherface 2017?
1: Oh, I'll, I'll, I'll wait. I'll, I'll just I'll bring it up at some oh. other point during the show tonight. Oh, okay. I'll, I didn't I didn't realize that was before but now I he's gonna he's um, gonna make you but, marinate.
2: <laughs> it's fine, and I I like that. But I will say that the information that you gave me as you were watching it as to what they originally intended, I was like, where the fuck was that movie? Like if they had given me that movie, I would have been like, dude, this is fucking great. Like I I'm on Man. board. With everything you're doing, keep it going. I love it, but no, you know how it is. with script changes. Like, now let's cut this out. We don't need this. We'll just leave this open through interpretation. So, it, it, you know, the way it goes, <laughs> and, and literally every weather Weatherface script that's been out there ever since the first one, it's always been butchered to hell. are like, nah, we don't like this. We'll just throw this in there, and we'll take this out, and it doesn't make any sense. Like, next generation, why do we have a fucking great adventure-type style ride? Why is there this guy named Hoffman there? Why does he have chains all over his chest? Why is Vilmer like this? Why is Leatherface going full on, fucking share with his dress? Like, yeah, it's us fucking movie's all over the place. But no, Leatherface 2017 <laughs> is still the worst for me. Because McConaughey saved that movie, come hell or high water, as his character, Vilmer. I mean, it, it, he had a lot of work to do. Must have been exhausting trying to carry that movie the way he did. And he wasn't even supposed to be the lead in that movie. He was supposed to be a guy that shows up on a motorcycle and saves uh, Renee Zellweger at the end. That was supposed to be his character. Oh, really? He showed up and he's like, "Hey man, hey, you know what? I'd like to be the bad guy." And they're like, "Really?" He's like, "Yeah, I think it'd be pretty cool." And they're like, "Sure." And he's like, "All right, all right, all right, all right, all right." All right. right. All
0: right. <laughs> <Yeah>.
2: <laughs> and then he showed up on set and he's like, "Hey man, how crazy can I get?" And they're like, "How crazy can you get?" He goes, "I'll show you." And then he just started licking Renee Zellweger yeah. and looking his leg around going, hey. You know, like, yeah. <laughs> he actually did it. <laughs> he actually went oh, crazy. Goodness. Good for him. Good for him. You know, so I it's mean, you know, so it's, it's such a weird. That's why I say no, matter, no matter how crazy these movies get, I always say remember Texas Chainsaw Massacre Next Generation exists. Uh, you know, you can say whatever you want about all those movies. Remember that movie exists.
1: I haven't seen that one in so long that it's, you know, that's probably one that uh, one of these days I'll, uh, I'll I'll revisit. I have not seen that movie probably since, I almost want to say the 90s, man. I don't know if I ever went yeah, back because so I just right. disliked it so much.
2: <laughs> you know, yeah, I, I watched it two years ago, and I was like, nope, still there. You know, it's kind of there, and then they, they go off, and they go off in some weird fucking directions, but it's kind of cool to see, you know, the characters from the original show up at the end in unnamed characters. So, you know, I won't tell you which ones, but they're there, and. That's the one that Gunnar also turned down because they wanted him to come back as Leatherface for that one. And he's like, where's the paycheck? And they're like, not for you. And he goes, see ya. <laughs> <laughs> what happened with every single Texas Chainsaw Massacre after the first one, they're like, hey, man, come back. And he's like, sure, where's the paycheck? And they're like, we don't have one. And he's like, well, see ya.
0: <laughs> <So> <laughs> I'll make more at the cons anyway. <laughs> <feedback>. <laughs> oh, yeah.
2: No, he's raking it in at the con. That's why he said, why the fuck am I going to do this movie? When I could just make as much as I wanted at the con, so good for him. Rest in peace, Gunnar Hansen, but, yeah, wise choice. And I don't want to fucking be in the Texas heat with his fucking mask on, you know, making fucking something pay. <laughs> no, you know, you know who I am? I'm fucking Gunnar Hansen, bitch.
1: I oh, was the original.
2: You know, but, no. Yeah,
1: original, but... I fucking sang Bob.
2: Did he? Oh.
0: Oh.
1: oh.
2: Yeah,
1: wrong no. He
0: he,
2: he
3: signed
0: Gunnar yeah. Hansen.
3: That, yep. uh, he, that was that he, that was gut, Gutter Hansen. <laughs>
2: oh okay.
4: Gunnar Hansen. I did. Uh, he signed he signed my shit. You're next.
0: Yes. <laughs> <Ooh.
1: laughs> we yeah we met him at the uh, the Chiller Theater that one time. Yes, we did.
0: Yeah, I
2: I also have a picture of myself with Gunner on my fridge because I didn't pay for an autograph. I just got the free picture. He does not look happy, as he should not be. Because that was back when you didn't have to pay for an autograph with a photo. You can just get a free photo. (laughs) That was was cons back in the early 2000s. I was like, I just want a picture. Fine, but I'm not going to fucking look happy about it. I was like, that's okay. (laughs) And I'm not going to stand up, and I'm not going to look happy. I'm like, I don't care, man. I'm just going to
0: get a free picture and go.
3: Oh, yeah, that, that picture is, like, on to the King's fridge, man. And, like, he's just sitting at the table looking pissed off, and King's just leaning down, looking happy as a motherfucker. You know, he don't give a shit. He gives him the thumbs up. <laughs> I think Hanson might even look looking the other way or some shit.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he just, he just does not look like he's in a good mood. And I was just like, thank you. <laughs> I was like, yeah. Yep. Then those rules change because they're like, no, man, no more free pictures. If you want one, you're going to have to pay. And I was like, wow, all right. The <laughs> days are over <laughs> getting the free photo. Now you gotta pay fifty if you wanna get that guy that was in Friday thirteenth part three. And I'm not talking about one of the famous guys, I'm talking about one of the guys that was like standing on the side of the road yeah. waving at like a car by. Well, wha- like he's fifty dollars. Yeah, that's, that's why the ghoul is like, you know, this, you know,
3: fucking con ninja, you know, where it's like he just walks around to the cons and he happens to catch him in the hallway saying, like, Hey, such and such, how you doing? And the ghoul guy takes a quick pick and then they run. Get the photo. Get
0: the photo. <laughs> yeah, Go to no, the car. Get know, to the car.
1: Normally just, again, normally when we were vending, though, you know what I mean, we didn't really have to worry about it from that perspective because you're right, kinda right. Just, uh, different, yeah, you kind of just—you know—you're there multiple days, and they see you regularly, and, and most of the time they don't—they don't really have much of a problem with that.
2: Yeah, it's a different different scenario if you're vending. You know, it's—you uh, know—you're one of them. You're there the whole weekend. You know. Hanging out, talking to each other, so it's a different vibe, you know. Than uh, a guy like me, who's a fan, you know, going, ah, I don't know. <laughs> I really got the funds to pay for this one. Yeah, yeah, fuck it, why not? I'll put it up on the wall. Yeah, that 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 is
3: something that I you know I know I miss, and I'm pretty sure the goal misses too is the behind the table experience of being at cons and being on the other side of the table. It really is a completely different experience. And, like, once you've done it, it's like you crave it more and more because you you just get to see that other side of co- conventions, and it's just so fucking awesome.
2: And it, well, yeah, I mean, look, lucky I did it for there, Ruben, there were fun so. parts. There were, there, there, there were work
1: parts, you know, so... <laughs> that, that, that's the thing i don't I don't miss the work portion of it, you know sitting there for for a couple yeah. of hours, especially when you're at a, at a point where it's dead and there ain't nobody fucking walking around and, and nobody's happy anywhere in the place uh that, that's kind of a bummer um but yeah no. when it's when it's bumping and shit's moving and and, and uh, the celebrities are having fun and you're having fun yeah that, that's that's the good time you know the end of the night is great the parties afterwards when uh when oh not yeah. fucking passed out <laughs> unconscious. Uh, like, like unfortunately, like when the like when the dean came, man, I felt fucking horrible. We were so shot by the uh, by the by the end of the day <laughs> that like we we got back to our room and like we passed the fuck out. And like I saw him the next morning. I'm like, dude, I'm so sorry, man. When when you came to uh to the horror con, man, the N J horror for the con. convention.
4: Oh, I didn't think anything of it, man. <laughs> I was wiped out too, man. Like, don't forget, like, I had, like, we had walked over to the store where I had bought, like, some beers and, like, had backpacked beers all day. Like, I I was fine, man. Like... I don't know if you remember but during like at one of the like once things were winding down, like I got myself uh, like a big glass of whiskey at the bar and spring up to the room and once we went our separate ways and like I don't even like drink any of it, man. I like got up there and passed out, trust me. Uh let's not forget I, w- I rolled right into that thing after uh you know, after the five hour flight, like no accounting or taking care of myself with jet lag. I didn't think twice, bro. Not not at all, not in any way.
0: <laughs> Very cool.
4: The only way I would have been feeling uh, feeling bad about it is if uh, you would have taken up that dude's offer to, like, borrow all his ropes and shit.
2: <laughs> there you go. That all works out in the end. All right, so what's next, Dean? What are we talking about?
4: Our good friends, and by good friends I mean the people's films that we watch that don't know <laughs> us at all, over at uh, Full Moon Films.
3: Oh, well, oh right, now, hey, bro.
0: guys.
4: Oh. Hey, Charles, <laughs> Uh, You know, they have brought us uh, pleasure to some varying degrees, but they have announced uh, that Evil Bong 888 Infinity High uh, will be the last film in the Evil Bong franchise. Uh, The Evil Bong franchise uh, is is coming to an end. And, uh, you know, while it hasn't been stated for real, uh, you should probably expect to see Evil Bong 888, uh, Infinity High, uh, roughly uh, around April 20th, of course, or 20th, uh, but they have said this will be the final film uh, in 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 the franchise in the Evil Bong.
3: Man, There's something cool. Oh, oh
4: no.
0: <laughs>
4: <laughs>
0: Whatever are we gonna do?
4: We're gonna <laughs> do nothing. We'll we're, gonna, to we're, gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna move on
3: with our lives. <laughs> yeah <laughs> and forget We're
2: going okay. <laughs> to Rest in peace evil boss. Toke, Soak, soak, soak <laughs> 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 All right, so what else is going on, Dean? Uh,
4: I will tell you um, That uh, And I'm only sharing this news I don't often bring up uh, you know, particular uh, just releases of like new editions of things because like that can take up like an entire fucking hour every week. But uh, since I know that the king is interested in, in these sort of things, I thought that I would share that uh, the Friday the 13th uh, part three 40th anniversary steelbook edition will be out May 10th. Uh, Paramount previously announced that uh, Paramount <laughs> also, oh, your, your birthday. Oh. Your birthday twins with my mom. Uh so and Paramount, my wedding anniversary. Uh Paramount had previously announced that all of their Friday the thirteenth films would be getting uh fortieth anniversary steelbook editions and uh Friday the thirteenth part three will be coming May tenth. So if that's your kind of thing an acquisition of these kinds of things is your thing, uh then May tenth is the day for you.
3: Any new I, mean, I already whether have, whether have two copies actually <laughs> Any news about whether or not they're actually going to release this one actually in 3D? <laughs>
4: I'm
2: sure we'll uh, I a don't glasses. have
3: that information
4: for,
2: for you. Sorry. Okay. I mean, don't worry about it, Monkey. I already have two sets. Like, we're cool. If you want to watch it in 3D, we can. I already have two sets of glasses because I have two copies of the movie. I'm just going to get the steel book because I like steel books.
0: have a set of glasses. I know. Too. We
2: can watch it. The ghoul and I did. We had a great time. That was a wild time watching yes. it in 3D.
1: The mid two thousands. This is true. It was wild and crazy. crazy. It was yes.
4: There it is. So, uh, you know, as we as we get closer to our episode, I just wanted to say that uh, while filming for Halloween ends uh, started back on uh, January uh, January tenth or January twentieth, uh, it is still filming, but. Uh, Jamie Lee Curtis has taken to the socials to announce that her work uh, on Halloween ends is done, uh, that she has wrapped up the parts that uh, she was being involved in. And she says that it's a, she says, and I quote, a, it's a bittersweet end for me uh, on Halloween movies, and that obviously this is, she did use the word probably, but said probably this is the last <laughs> time uh, that she will ever play the character of Laurie Strode. Uh, so while Halloween Ends continues to film, uh, Jamie Lee Curtis's work is done. And, uh, you know, I did just want to, like, take a moment to say, and I'm not here to debate the quality of Halloween 2018 or Halloween, or Halloween Ends or right. Halloween Kills. But uh, with uh, Halloween uh, being one of my most beloved films of any genre and one that I saw uh, you know, it was not my introduction to horror, but it was one of the early films that cemented my love of the genre. Uh, that here we are in 2022 talking about Jamie Lee Curtis playing this character uh, that uh, she's been playing for so very long, and then just seeing the the final time. I just want to take a moment to, to just to pay tribute for all of the the you know the varying degrees of joy she's brought us within the series uh, in all of these years. So, uh, so cheers, to Jamie Lee Curtis.
2: Yeah, yeah, she she posted on her, I think her Twitter, or Instagram, <laughs> yep, a video of her walking <laughs> off the set, and she reached a sign that said Haddonfield City Limits Leaving Now, and I was like, oh, nice, a little bit of a Oh, that's cool. Jimmy Lee Curtis, you know, to step off the, the stage and uh, see if this is the last time that uh, she does it. But I don't know. We'll see. You know, could be two years from now, she's like, ah, I got one more in me, guys. I'm back in. Yeah. <laughs> All right. She's back. All right. So, you know, it's fine. I mean, you know, if this is true at the end, then hopefully beep, it's a good
0: one. Beep. Beep.
1: Is that the money truck <laughs> I hear? Lori. Lori Schrode. Lori Schrode is back.
0: <laughs>
1: oh, so, yeah, I,
2: I know I said I was done, but, uh, you know, I said I got one more in me. God, hey. Is that a money truck in the background problem, of the video?
0: <laughs> that that's for my next
2: door neighbor. Yeah, that that's somebody else. I, I don't know where that money truck came from. That's definitely not mine. But it says Stanley Curtis on the side. No, it doesn't. Uh, anyway, all right. See <laughs> so you guys in the next one. Yo, you're these, you be You know 2030? what? You're, you're making
4: these jokes, and let's not. Yes, of course. Uh, you know, taking into account a paycheck is certainly uh, you know part of the equation. The I mean, man gutterhand turning thing? Down, returning to play Leatherface because there was no paycheck. But still, we're talking about somebody that's been paycheck or not, been playing a character for 44 years. Uh, And aside from that, all the other work that she's done within the genre, I mean, look, JLC's a fucking legend, you know? Um, So I just wanted to take a moment and, like, we can sit here and debate the quality and nitpick away, but, like, we're still... have new films that we're nitpicking and debating the quality of, and a big part of that is Jamie Lee Curtis. So uh, we can make all of those jokes. But, like, I'd rather be making these jokes and having this discussion than there being no Halloween. So um, Okay, so, so, I am so hold, on, hold on, hold on, I'm hold on, hold on here,
1: Mr. <laughs> Sensitive fucking Sally, okay? I know we watched the new <laughs> Texas Chainsaw Massacre, so your vagina might be a little bit raw right now. But uh, so let's just sit there and say she's played this character for 40-something fucking years. No, the character's been in existence for 40-something years. She's only played it about five. Five years, the times that she's fucking played in the movies, because as far as Jamie Lee Curtis is fucking concerned, she pretty much doesn't give a shit about Halloween when she's not actually promoting or in the fucking movies, because all those other years during all those other sequels and during all those other times, she did not want anything to do with the fucking franchise, at all. Mm-hmm. How do you know that she didn't mm-hmm. want
4: anything to do with the franchise?
1: Because there were numerous no so. fucking reports and articles. She said it all the time.
0: <laughs>
1: so so yes, when when she finally got the fucking H two O money, that hold on, wait, wait, ready, listen for it, ready. Boop,
0: boop, boop. Oh oh, we're gonna pay
1: you a lot of money to come back to the franchise. Oh oh, cool. So now here we are yet again. Boop,
0: boop. Boop.
1: You know Jamie Lee ain't getting fucking roll after roll after roll handed to her. They were like, Yo, we've got three fucking films and a shit ton of money that we're gonna give you to reprise this fucking role. And she's like, Holy shit, that's three fucking years worth of work for me. Awesome. And even that's like what, maybe two fucking months, and then like another fucking month and a half of promoting. Okay, is, cool. As, as, is she
4: supposed? What, did? Would you expect her? Would you expect her to, to turn it down? Would you turn it
1: down? I'm not saying she would turn it down. What I'm saying is if you get the right money, you're going to say yes. If they didn't offer her the right amount of money, she would absolutely have turned it down. She would have been like, yeah, no, I'm not fucking coming back because it ain't worth it. She I didn't mean, come back for the love. <laughs> she didn't come back for the love of I the didn't franchise. Say that That's what I'm did. telling you, man. <laughs> and, and look, yeah,
4: I, I'm bingo. telling you, everybody, everybody does it for the money. And she, and I'm looking it up. She did make five million dollars for H2O, and she even <laughs> like clocked in a sweet thrill three million dollars for that fucking brief few minutes that she was in Resurrection. Uh, would you turn down that money?
1: Of course not. It's not, it's not about it's not turning, a matter of the turning down the money. It's
0: yeah. not nope. turning
1: down the money. But. you... You're, you're sitting there talking about us making jokes, and you're like, I know you guys are all making jokes, and it's all funny, ha-ha, but she's been playing the character for 40 years. Like, she's been doing it for the love of the fucking franchise. She isn't. She's doing it for the fucking money, man. The only movie she did for the franchise was the first one, and that's because that was an acting gig that she needed. And you know what? It blew yep. up her fucking career. God bless her. And th- and you know what? Jamie Lee Curtis, thank you, thank you for coming back and playing Laurie Strode in all of these new movies. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Okay, See, there you go. You're, you're saying your thank yous.
4: That's, You're that's, awesome. That's what I'm saying. You're, you're
1: wonderful. That's what I'm saying. You're wonderful. You're wonderful. It would have been better. if You, you don't came have from to. Free.
4: Okay. And I'm not being I'm not being sensitive. <laughs> I'm just saying that you know not every <laughs> single conversation regarding Jamie Lee Curtis's, Curtis's involvement in the franchise needs to become a fucking comedy routine regardless of her motives for being in the films she still fucking came back and was in them and we can still like celebrate that fact as lovers of the fucking series can we not i mean i'm sitting right here in my room looking at one two at least five books uh related to the series as well as a dvd box set that i still own related to the series can we not celebrate the fact that like whether she was 100% 100% motivated by money or liked the story or not? Can we not take a minute to pay tribute to the fact that she was still a linchpin in this series that we all love so dearly with all of our hearts?
1: At I least could say we're that. not uh, still again, talking that. about her nope. fucking penis, okay? We're not making jokes <laughs> about her fucking Jamie Lee fucking cock, okay? We're talking about nope. her fucking, you know, her choice of movies, that's all. <clears throat>
2: And, yeah, I mean, to my end, yeah, Halloween is a great franchise, you know, despite some of the entries. But for me, I've never been one to say, oh, Jamie Lee Curtis makes them. Like, whenever she shows up on one of them, like, oh, guys, guys, calm down. Sure. We're watching fucking just magnificent acting here. I was here for fucking no, I, of I never talked for about, I movies. never
4: once brought up quality of acting performance. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm just talking about yeah, involving. You're
2: even going I mean, to seem like need to be on a fucking pedestal.
4: <laughs> that's not what I'm saying, it's not about acting performance, but like the character of Laurie Strode, like aside from like Michael Myers and Dr. Loomis is like, what the fucking fucking series is what all about, man, like
2: what? that's all what? I'm saying oh, oh, god damn no, sorry, it's not
0: <laughs> oh, you know, it's, it's, not. It, it's not it's
2: not It's <laughs> Dr. Loomis's fucking series, and when the guy fucking died in real life, it should have ended right there it, it just should have fucking... Because there was no point after that. Like, I hate H2O. Resurrection is terrible, and I'm not really impressed with these recent ones. It's not Jimmy Lee Curtis' fucking series. It's Michael Myers and Dr. Winter. God,
4: Resurrection is what? fucking terrible, man. It is. Yeah, it is. It's fucking atrocious. Yeah. We got totally
0: Look...
1: I, I'm with I'm with that the king on this. Right you know there. what I mean? I have I have deep love for the fucking fourth and fifth movie. I have like you know almost no Me love too. for the sixth movie. I know he loves it oh Me so too. much. But you know I, I much prefer the dichotomy between Michael and Loomis way more yes. than anything to do with Michael and Laurie.
4: Yeah. Oh, no, without I, question. I, I never, that's yeah. why I said, like, that's why, that's why, that's why I gave them top
2: billing over fucking Laurie Strode. Like, don't, don't get me wrong. Yeah, but then we're going back to the whole thing, again, of, like, you saying, like, oh, well, it's just, like, she just was acting as character for so long, and we need to light a candle and really be respectful of, of you know, Jimmy Curtis
0: as this character. So said, like, a, yeah, that's, that's not, what I, all, that's not years, what I said at all. not what I
4: said
2: at all. Uh, you
4: can, you can so roll the like thing. And way. I said, being that <laughs> she has wrapped, uh, her her work on this film. I said I feel it's important just to take a brief second to fucking pay tribute to her role, to her to her standing inside the franchise. I never said anything about fucking lighting candles and fucking bowing down. Just uh, pay tribute. Yay! To get a
2: paycheck. <laughs> yeah, I know. Thank you for cashing those checks and appearing in these movies, Jennifer <laughs> Curtis. We, we love you for being a, a screen queen. I, I just, I like I said, I'm. I just don't get it. I don't get the, the reverence that people pay for, you know, Curtis. Watching that first one is just, you know, nope, sorry. Like, Rory just got lucky that day that she managed to survive. And she made a lot of motherfucking mistakes.
0: <laughs> but it's always been <laughs> Dr. Loomis <laughs> and Michael.
2: It's always been Van Helsing versus, Frank, you know, versus Dracula. That's what I've always seen those. And, yeah, sixth one you know, I happen to love it. I know why people hate it. And It deserves the hate it gets because it is kind of dumb. But it's also pleasant to last film. He fucking died, and that's it. They should have been like, you know what? There's just no more movie here. We have nothing left to say. Like, why do we have to bring Jamie Lee Curtis back? Because she wants to? Because she needs a check? Okay. You know, I, I don't know. It's just, she never really did anything for me. Like, in Halloween Kills, she's barely in the fucking movie. She just lays in the bed and goes, he's evil. You got to kill him, everybody. Like, you know what
4: I'm saying? So her, her and Will Patton Pat spent the movie arguing about who is going to be the one to get to, to get to do it. It's the Spider-Man
2: meme. Everybody's pointing at each other. He's after me. No, he's after me. No, he's really after me. Like you know, it's like the whole movie. No, he really. You know,
1: come on. Well, <laughs> we do know this. Can we
2: just agree? He was,
1: yeah. Evil. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Evil dies tonight. Evil, Evil dies, dies. That <laughs>
2: tonight. <it> That's fucking <laughs> painful. Painful. It's it's just yeah, oh, terrible. That's uh, terrible. I own it because painful. I'm a completionist, but it's a terrible movie.
4: Painful. I'm hoping, but, and I haven't yet. Uh, I haven't yet read. I haven't yet read it, uh, but I do have the Halloween Kills novelization, um, and I'm hoping uh, that it like I don't know sets some things from that film straight because you know. Like, and we're not here to talk about this movie. We're not here to talk about this. But look, look the the Halloween uh, 2018 novelization like fleshed out some things and. Uh, you know, colored in some holes in the story for certain. So I'm hoping for the same experience when I read the Kill novelization. But we're not here to talk about that tonight. Uh, this is not the series that we're here to talk about tonight. Uh, so there are just a couple of things that I want to bring up before we get uh, to the series that we are here tonight. And one of those things is, and we talked about it earlier, is if anybody had a chance to check out the Studio 666 uh, Foo Fighters horror movie Red Band trailer uh, that was dropped.
0: <laughs> I did? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs>
3: So I just want almost to say, a, so the movie, like a full itself, moon production. <laughs> the movie itself
4: is only two days away. It comes out on the 25th. Uh, I will say that I not in any way am I a fan of the Foo Fighters music. I think it is some of the most overrated mainstream rock and roll that is out there. Now, with that being totally said, I, I have always felt uh, that David Grohl and Taylor Hawkins are delightful interview subjects. Uh, when I listen to them get interviewed, I always enjoy their interviews and hearing them talk about their process and their stuff. And they seem like legitimate, uh, g- given how humongous they are, uh, I always find them to be like legitimately humble, down to earth humans. Uh, but with that being said, I don't like their music at all. Uh, so I watched the trailer and yes, it is trending in my opinion, to- not fully in that full moon direction. Uh but I was not expecting to see some of the, the blood and gore type stuff that I saw uh in the trailer. So I might check it out just as like a curiosity piece, but I'm just curious to to see what you guys thought about the trailer for Studio Six Six Six.
2: What did you think about it, Ghoul? <laughs>
1: Oh, you know what man, I had uh I just had heard about this like earlier today. Like I, I think I might have seen something on the news this morning. Uh didn't see the trailer but like, you know, they, they, they made a quick mention uh of this, this this film. And I don't know, like I thought nothing of it. But then, you know, with the dean saying, Hey, check out the trailer for it, you know, I uh I, I took a look and you know what, man? that fucking movie looks like it's going to be a lot of fun. It looks like they went into this with all the right intentions of making like a balls to the wall silly as hell like yeah it's going to have gore in it but it's going to have that like dead alive style like silliness and a little bit of fucking rock and roll a lot of attitude and and yeah it looks like it's going to be a lot more fun than this movie deserves to be
2: What do you think monkey?
3: Yeah, uh, like, like, excuse me, like the Dean was saying also, when he gives interviews and stuff like that, you know, you can't help but like Dave Grohl off stage and, you know, not making music. Like, just he's just always so humble and he's just so goddamn nice. It's like he's so fucking nice. It's just, you know, and like, you know, like the videos that my son has sent me and, you know, um, my son's friends and sent me, you know, you know, just the weird shit Dave Grohl would do of just bringing up random people, you know, up on stage and having a great time with them, and so even to the point where he had that uh, little girl come up on stage and was actually playing the drums to Everlong and shit like that, you know, was just fucking fantastic, but, you know, this movie too is like, you know, oh yeah, definitely looks full moon, you know borderline but definitely looks like you know this thing is going to just be like the goal of saying just balls to the wall gore and just you know um no apologies at all about the quality of the film <laughs> yes
2: okay mm-hmm. yeah i agree yeah i mean i like real quick i just i i enjoyed it you know it looks like it's going to be a gory good time i actually do Like the Foo Fighters, I don't love them. You know, I would never go see them in concert. But there's a couple other songs I actually really do like. I prefer Dave Grohl when he was with Nirvana. Uh, But, yeah, it just looks like it's going to be a fun just horror comedy. Uh, That sequence of the chainsaw, I was like, yep, I'm in. I was like, as soon as I saw that chainsaw (laughs) pop up in the bed, I was like, yeah. I was like, they're not holding back. I know that John Carpenter is going to have a cameo in the movie, so I'm kind of looking forward to seeing his cameo, you know, what he has to do in in, Studio 666. Uh, But otherwise, yeah, just a, a movie where it knows what it is. And that's when I like these movies the the most. Is when they know what they are. Like we're not trying to be serious. We're not trying to like make a really scary, just deliberate horror movie. No, we're just having a good time. It's gonna be gore. It's gonna be laughs, and we're we're gonna enjoy ourselves. So yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I think it releases later this uh, next month. So we'll see. Uh, Uh, Two two days. It releases in two days. Okay, two days. February 25th. All right.
0: So there we go. All right.
2: All right. So uh, Dean, with that being said, do you have anything else you want to talk about?
3: Uh, let's take a
4: look right here real quick. Uh, I have uh, I have one thing real fast, um, and then the final thing will lead into what we're talking about tonight, but uh, John Carpenter uh, recently uh, gave an interview to The Hollywood Reporter. They spoke about uh, a variety of topics, but one of the things that's, that stood out from that interview is that uh, John Carpenter has said that of all of his films uh, that he has done, that what he really considers would be uh, doing a sequel or a continuation to his version of The Thing. Uh, He says, you know, there's a lot of things out there that he doesn't know. Uh, And with that being said, he doesn't know if this is something that will ever, uh, you know, happen. But if he were to look at his body of work, the one project of his that he feels he would like to explore more would be The Thing.
0: Yeah, it could be fun. Cool.
4: See what happens. Uh, And then finally, finally, uh, you know, David Blue Garcia, director of the 2022 Texas Chainsaw Massacre, which we're getting ready to discuss, has said uh, that he has many ideas uh, for more Leatherface mayhem. And he says that he is not only ready, but he is willing to bring a tenth uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre in film, uh, if given the opportunity. So, whether or not that will take place uh, remains to be seen. Uh, but I'm sure the King of Horror uh, has a lot of thoughts in that regard as he gets ready to deliver unto our loyal listening audience uh, his screed about the Texas Chainsaw Massacre.
2: Uh, yeah, I do. And uh, so let's get into it. Okay, so I know that the, the goal did <clears throat> his scroll earlier. I'm going to try to do mine and then just kind of keep it fun. So the film which we are about to discuss is an account of the tragedy that befell a group of four insufferably annoying and one-dimensional youths, in particular Melody and school shooting survivor sister Lila. It has made all the more tragic that they are social media influencers and have invited even more annoying influencers to the town of Harlow, Texas. Had they not upset Mama and awakened the madness that is Leatherface, then maybe they would have gone on to live lives filled with likes, shares, and social media dominance. For Dante, Ruth, Melody, and Lila, a chance of fame and fortune has turned into a horrific nightmare. These events were to lead to the discovery of possibly one of the worst entries in American horror movie history, Texas Chainsaw Massacre.
0: Well Well done. I like it. Nice job. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. you. Hey,
2: hey, hey. All right. I'll I'll take that. I'll take that. Uh, So, again, this is a movie that none of us had seen until it came out on Friday. It's not one of those movies where I'm like, oh, man, I really hope the guys like it, and it's just a grand slam, and we can talk about it and have fun. Like, I went into this movie with low expectations. I was like, you know what? I hope it just leads to a good conversation. This movie just was not good. It just, like, I wanted to like it. Uh, if you're a gore hound and we're going to get into it, you're going to fucking love what it delivers because it definitely has a lot of that blood, a lot of that gore. Leatherface is pissed off in this movie, and he's using that saw for the best of its ability, uh, despite it being left into a wall for 50 years. Um, you know, I, I thought that I couldn't really get into it too much because this movie plays on 74 a lot. And I'm not just talking about the year of the movie, but the number 74, the movie is 74 minutes, The population of Harlow is 1,974. Uh, It plays a lot into that number. Leatherface is 74 years old in this movie, and boy, does he act like Jason Voorhees if he ever could um, towards (laughs) the end of the movie. So I liked it from a gore standpoint. I didn't like it from a story standpoint because it gets kind of confusing as as far as where Leatherface has really been, you know, the entire time. Uh, Just having no mention of the cook or the hitchhiker or grandpa, and uh, the, the, the post-credit sequence, I felt like it was unearned. Like, I felt like they could get it done without it. But obviously, like the dean just said, they're planning, hopefully, to make another one. So that's why they have to leave that little uh, Marvel stinger at the end. Like, you know, stay tuned. We could have more Leatherface. I'd be okay if they didn't make another one. Um, I don't know. Like, I, I just, I missed my original Leatherface from 74. You know, that guy that just wanted to protect his house. And this one, they just try to make him more of a slasher than ever before. Like, you know, he's he's dropping bodies in this one. Uh, but we're going to get into it as far as the story and everything like that. But first, what did you think about Texas Chainsaw Massacre?
1: Ah, uh, listen, man, you know you know my feelings on the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre. It is one of my favorite mm-hmm. yep. horror films of all time. It is one of the earliest films that I watched. Uh, as as a kid, uh, my my stepdad had the uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre on video. Uh, it was something that that I watched uh, a lot. Um, I feel like this entry is just—it's unfortunate. It is unfortunate to have the name Texas Chainsaw. It is unfortunate because this is so far from what the Texas Chainsaw Massacre franchise was at its inception, uh, this felt more like a hatchet movie than it did a Texas Mm -hmm. Chainsaw movie. Uh, I I know you called him Jason Voorhees. I felt like it even went further than that. Like, they really take Leatherface and bring him elsewhere. Uh, The the plot is empty. The characters are fucking Mm -hmm. empty. All they wanted to do was just try to... They, they wanted to try to seem like they were woke. So, hey, we're going to bring this up and just give you a little bit of that, just so it looks like we're smart. Hey, we're going to bring this up and just say enough of that, just to make it look like we're smart and we're in the know. But we actually have no depth whatsoever. You know, I watched the first 51 minutes of the original Texas Chainsaw just before this show, and you know, before before we went on air. And you know, within that time, mm-hmm. you know, within that fifty-one minutes, I got more and felt more attached to Kirk, Pam, Sally, Franklin, and Jerry than I did to any of the characters in this fucking movie in any way, shape, or form. Hmm.
2: We're going to get into them, uh, but uh, Dean, what do you think about Texas Chainsaw Massacre? Kind of similar, man. Uh, I've said
4: many times on this show, and I will say it once again that. Of all of the legacy series, like the big series in the horror uh, world, um, aside from maybe like the Hellraiser series, Texas Chainsaw Massacre series and all of the entries have done their best work to shit on everything that has made the original film. uh the masterpiece of legendary horror that it is. Uh, I don't know, and, and maybe it was just... Uh, for this one, it seemed in in with our Instagram and other avenues of horror that I read that uh, there was a lot of excitement for this one that I kind of got swept up on uh, swept up in, and not that I thought that I was going to be sitting down to watch uh, a good film, but I was like, hmm, maybe this one will be a little better than some of the others. And uh, you know, there was some enjoyable parts here as far as some of the gore and some of the kills, but overall, as far as the characters and the story, like. You're not giving characters at all that are fucking likable. And, uh, you know, granted we all love Leatherface. The truth of the matter is is that Leatherface is the fucking villain. And, like, you're not supposed mm-hmm. to be wanting the fucking villain to fucking, you know, kill all the fucking characters. Uh, you want the villain to kill some of them because you want to see how he dispatches them. But, like, ultimately, uh, you know, that's not how things are supposed to conclude. But anyway... Uh, I agree with what the ghoul said about, like, wokeness and some of that exploration, uh, but, but you know, this just became just, like, your fucking pain-by-number slasher with some good fucking kills, and, like, even some moments, and we'll ta- I'll talk, I'll bring up my thoughts about this further in our discussion, but even some moments uh, where, like, they tried to interject a little bit of fucking, like, comedy in the carnage, which is everything – that the Texas Chainsaw Massacre is against because, like, that original brilliance is not funny. There's nothing funny about it. Um, so, uh, you know, my feelings about this film are very mixed, uh, you know, trending towards uh, dislike. But um, I'm curious to explore those thoughts more as our discussion
2: unfolds. Okay. Monkey, what do you think about Texas Chainsaw Massacre?
3: Yeah, so... um The Fox Nation Chainsaw, I mean, uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Um, I went into this movie with very low expectations. I was hoping for some fun gore, a little bit of story about what happened to our boy, but at the same time, not too much because we don't want to do a full backstory only to watch them screw it up. And on these notes, they fully delivered. But, wow, Netflix released a right-wing propaganda film. I mean, like seriously, like seriously, this film like might as well have been produced by Fox, Hannity, or even the fucking GOP. Monkey, <laughs> let's, let's not
4: forget. Let's not forget. Uh, let me wanna, finish. And I, and feel,
0: no, no, Dane. I'm just gonna cut. I want to cut in. Let, I
4: want to cut in real quick, please, 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 please. Let me cut in for just one second. I think it's important to state that like Netflix released it, but this was not a Netflix film. This film was fully complete, and
3: Netflix purchased it. That's. I just, just want to say that. That's all. <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> while I just had some fun with the movie, I was severely pissed that someone took a classic horror franchise and turned it into a film with a political spin. Don't get me wrong. I don't mind politics and horror. You know, we, We've covered tons of horror movies that have politics and social commentary. That's what makes horror great is when they're able to do it. But leave the franchises out of it. Don't bring, pull the franchises into political skews. You know, the the only great thing that came out of this movie was that, you know, it got younger horror fans talking about Leatherface, and maybe, maybe they'll give the original film a chance.
2: That's what Mm -hmm. I think about it. Yeah, no, um, hopefully. (laughs) And I I, I mean, I I want to get into it, but I don't really necessarily think this was kind of like a, a Fox Nation type movie. I think they were really fucking confused, like, as to what their message is about guns. Like, I don't really think they really knew what they were talking. I just, it was, they were talking out of both sides of their mouths. With this, so it wasn't like a Fox News movie, a uh, Fox Nation movie, where they were just like, uh, guns, hell yeah, like you know. And oh no, not, and no, Laveau no, no, not
3: just guns. No. Oh no, we're going into it. Don't you worry about that.
2: I we're going to be covering I'm that. Saying,
3: shit. I, <laughs> it's very
2: confusing. It's all over the place. That's why I said I never got that feel. I just felt like it was very all over the place with their message. So I didn't feel like it was one way or another. Uh, but we'll get into it. So when we open up the movie we have a DVD playing images of Texas Chainsaw Massacre 74 with John Larrick Uh returning to do a narration, but a cheesy crime doc uh, narration about the events of August 18th, 1973. Uh, And as this is playing out, we see images of Sally, our new Sally played by Oren Foray, who we might see in Mandy, which is a great movie. Uh, But we are introduced to Lila, who's watching this play out in a gas station that just loves their fucking chainsaw merch. I chainsaw oh, and I got my chainsaw <laughs> corkscrew. And, you know, she walks up to the gas station attendant to buy the, the chainsaw corkscrew, check offs gun. Just to remind you, it's going to show up later. Uh, Lila asked the gas station attendant about Sally, and he tells her that, well, yeah, she became a Texas ranger, hunted Leatherface about 40 years, never found him. And she's like, well, why not? He's like, well, he was wearing a fucking mask, dude. Like, you know, it's not like, you know, she saw his face and she's like, oh, yeah, cool, cool, cool. Uh, so we are eventually introduced to fucking, I couldn't wait for her to die, uh, Melody, uh, Lila's sister, because she's just one of those people that's oh. going to tell you why you're wrong, even when you're right. She's just one of those people that even if you're 100% right and you have proof, back it up. She's going to be like, no, you're not. No, you're not. You're a fucking man. Like, you know, that type of person. <laughs> where it's like, I, I don't want to listen to you. Uh, but the gas station been asked where they're going, and they tell them, tell him, that they're heading to Harlow. And he's like, oh, yeah, you know, everybody in town knows about you, gentry fuckers. And I was like, oh, so here we go. You know, you're not <laughs> welcome in this town. Uh, we walk outside, and we're introduced to Dante and his fiance Ruth. And I, listen, guys, I don't know if you know this, but I didn't hear her fucking name spoken once, and I had to look into the nope. credits to find out what her name was.
1: Yep. Because oh, I was same like, here.
2: Yeah, I was like, did they say her name? I was like, all I heard was, yeah, "That's my fiance," and that was it. And nobody ever said her name.
0: Yep. <laughs>
2: I was so I was so confused, but so we meet her with Dante looking for a cell signal. A pickup comes running up, you know, off of the gas station. Shit kicker cowboy jumps out of it, has a gun on his hip. We'll eventually meet him. His his name is Richter in the movie, and of course, you know, Melody has a comment for him. Ooh wearing a big gun on your hip, must have a small penis. And he's like, ah, actually, there's rural hogs around here. Uh, they're feral, and we gotta kill them. Like, you know, well, I've
1: the done, into the you know, thing. And, and to go mm, back on the whole yeah. girlfriend thing, sorry, man, I, I didn't realize I fucking muted myself because I was taking a, a drink of water. Um, mm. You know, no, they, not. I made sure I watched the movie twice. I watched the second time I watched Me it today, before again before the show. And you know, I made sure I was like trying to pay attention to see, like, do they say her name? They so don't say her name that even if you have the subtitles on, the sequence in which she's sitting in the van when Leatherface is coming around the side of it, all it says is Dante's girlfriend. It doesn't even Dante's girlfriend whimpers. It doesn't even give her a fucking name in the subtitle. I would be so mad as an actor. I would be like, Are you fucking yeah. kidding me? I'm in like one yeah. of the kind of main roles of this movie and you didn't even give me a fucking name.
2: Yeah, because it, I I literally had to look up the credits because like she has to have a name. I mean it, it, it's just and they listed her as Ruth and I was like okay so that's what I'm gonna call her. Uh, so Dorothy's they have really yeah well they have a, a fancy car that has an autopilot feature and has a big fucking center console where they could just set the autopilot you know and cruise it's and a, they don't have to worry about it. Uh, here we got Monkey, the mechanic. <laughs> yeah, uh-huh, I don't care, I don't care. I was like that's a piece of shit car for a bunch they, of piece of shit people. It's a it's a Tesla I like, and I took all the labels off. <laughs> don't care. It sucked. It sucked about as much as they do.
0: Because on top of that
2: because <laughs> on
3: top of the head, yeah it's a, it's a hybrid. No 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 wait it's it's an all electric car because they're there for directions or something like that. They're not there to actually get gas or some shit. Uh, Doesn't it, matter. But
2: um, <laughs> but yeah, Salila is what you like. You like Good. <laughs> yeah. So they drive away. They got it on autopilot. I was looking through some anti-gun posts on social media, and we see that she has a bullet wound scar. We'll eventually find out that she is a school shooting survivor, um, and it comes into play at the end when she's once again going to survive. Uh, Richter blows past them in a the pickup truck, and they're like, oh, that's that guy but, from the, the gas station. Yeah, uh, I was like, is he going to be part of the family or not?
3: Yeah, but also blowing smoke, you know, like all the fucking... Uh, Ah, uh, Trumpers fucking do, you know? Woo, you know? Fuck you, you know? I sit there, burn to be these. I sit there and tweet, tweet my shit so I can sit there and blow that smoke in your fucking face. They're not saying I love you when they do it. All right, it's a big fuck you. All right. So once again, you know, it's not like they ever pass up and Go, I love you guys.
2: You know? All right, big Tex monkeys on the case, letting us know how they treat everybody down <laughs> in Texas. All right. <laughs> The, uh, as they go to Harlow, the, the sheriff lays them down, you know, and telling them, like, listen, we're here. We know that you're bringing a lot of people, so we'll, we'll be careful to take care of you guys. But, you know, listen, Harlow is a good town at one point, so you better be respectful. And Melody tells the sheriff, well, my grandmother's from around here, and that's okay. And so the sheriff's like, "Well, nah, that's fine. Still not really happy you guys are here, but, you know, can't really do anything about not letting you there. So we live oh, in Harlow. No, and wait, group... hold on. <laughs> hey, mm-hmm. see, no, we go. no.
1: Let's, let's, let's drop a line like that. And have that not come up at any single fucking other point of the movie? You know what I mean? Like they kept doing things like, like even the guy at the uh, at, at the store. You know, like with the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre, they kind of had like when we spoke about it last week. You know, the the, the setting of Texas, the heat. The fucking people, everybody that was, like, in that movie all seemed like they were fucking off a little bit. Even the normal people, when they get to the cemetery early in the film. And the one guy's like, yo, I'm going to just take your girlfriend for a little bit. And he, like, ramps her, goes wandering down to go take her or whatever. And you got the other old man laying on the fucking grass, talking about how people ignore old people because they're fucking, you know, out of their minds and all this and that. Like, all of these things to just build... This 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 tension and this setting, and then when you get to the gas station, and you know you're, you're meeting the chef and you're meeting the fucking whatever that redheaded dude is with the big fucking forehead. Um, I don't even know if that guy's got a name or not. You know, like like all of these things were like put into place for reasons. Whereas this is mm-hmm. like, hey, we're gonna put this here, but nah it's not going to do anything. Oh, we're going to bring this guy in, and yeah, yeah you know what? He, in a regular movie, maybe this guy turns out to be one of the villains. Maybe he's one of the family. Nah, in this movie, we're just going to make him call fucking Sally, and we're never going to see that guy again. Um, yeah, the cops, you know what I mean? Like, all of this stuff gets, like, put into play, and then they, they never actually fucking do anything with it. And it was, like, it was infuriating. I'm, like, watching the movie, like, yeah. you're driving me nuts.
2: Yeah, no, I, like I said, I, I agree. I'm not arguing at that point because not, not so much with the, like, okay, so before we get into, like, the town kind of horror, I want to talk about that, there was a, there's a moment in this movie where I kind of wanted them to do what they were trying to do with the Friday 13th remake in 2010, where it's like, we know Jason's around here. We know he lives around here, but we're not going to talk about him. Like, he does what he does, and, but we are aware of this person. And I kind of thought that they were going to do the same thing here with Leatherface where the whole town knows about him, but the whole town's gone. They've they've upped and left because the bank took over their homes, except for the woman that we're going to meet that runs the orphanage. Um, But when they do arrive and Richter's there, I'm like, okay, maybe he's going to be a part of it because he's already there. Like he's already setting up shop. Mm -hmm. But, no, he's just a paid contractor because what we find out is that Dante and Melody, our restaurant uh, chef and and restaurateurs, they buy this town and they're going to auction off parts of it to other influencers and people with money. So there's a big busload of them coming in as they reach the town. Lila doesn't want to be there. She's like, this fucking place sucks. I want to be anywhere but here. Um, and as they're walking around, they see a tattered uh, Confederate flag hanging from a nearby orphanage. And they're like, oh, here we, we go. can't have that there. Nope, nope, we got to get that <laughs> rebel flag down before that bus is coming. So they enter the orphanage, not knocking, not saying, hey, uh, Wait. come to check it out because they think it's abandoned. Um, yeah, did but, you like, guys see I mean, Leatherface in that scene? Because he's there.
4: Yes, yes, I did immediately. Yeah. And it's it's just yep. it's just interesting yep. too because like the Confederate flag, uh, given its southern roots and the things that it stands for, like has never been something that has been like related to Texas. It's like not a Texas thing. Yeah. And I guess they need to throw no. that in there with like some of the avenues that they were looking to explore, so like society wise with this film. Uh, but yeah, you know, if they you're... believe, you know, I'll oh, go ahead, go ahead, go.
1: Well, no, I was just going to say, like, it's one of those, two where, like, okay, we're going by today's standards in which, like, you know,
0: mm-hmm. uh, we're here
1: in New Jersey. I could go drive down Mount Mills Road right around the corner, and there's an asshole down the street who's got on his fucking garage, you know, all kinds of fucking Trump mm-hmm. support this, and a, and a big old Confederate flag fucking hanging on his garage because you're a cool yeah, you're a guy. Jersey, I you really that. are, man, fucking, you know, yay, yeah, America.
0: Um, mm-hmm. the fucking guy's an but asshole.
1: But unfo- uh, no, unfortunately, oh, they didn't sorry. go that go. route with this movie, though, because instead, what we end up getting is her saying that it was her great granddaddy's fucking flag, <laughs> and
0: it just makes yeah.
1: just makes her think about him and this and that, and like she 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 takes care, she's taking care of plenty of fellas like you before you, Negro people. Um, you know, so so much. There's so much distaste going on with all of the characters here um as far as like mm. the flag goes like like look you know. <laughs> you guys know you're there to sell the fucking town off. You're breaking apart a town and selling it off. Does it real, like, you know, I'm sorry, but, like, a real person of, like, that, like, those types of mindsets who are coming in and doing that kind of shit, they see that shit and they're like, yo, you know how much money we could probably get for that fucking flag right there? Like, get out of here. <laughs> breaking up an, an entire fucking old-ass town. That flag was probably worth fucking plenty of dough. Oh, yeah. Okay. But
3: it was an an OG, whoa, whoa, whoa. Okay, yeah, whoa, but on the flip side, no, because we're going back to the fucking Fox Nation shit because, no, she then reiterates, you know, no, it's not about slavery and all that kind of shit. It's about remembering my family, so therefore they're going back to the whole, you know, no, it's not about hate. It's about heritage bullshit. All right, fuck you, born and raised, Richmond, Virginia, capital of the South. All you motherfuckers listening tonight can suck my fucking third nut, all right, on this shit because fuck you. Jesus <laughs> Christ. No. No, it's like, no, because I do not I do not tolerate fucking waving of the flag, all right? Especially anyone fucking north of the Mason Dixon and shit like that. No, because it's like, it is just seriously, seriously, centered on fucking hate. Unless you're fucking waving that motherfucker in a reenactment of a Civil War <laughs> battle, you shouldn't be waving that fucking flag, all right? Just because, I'm sorry, no. And it's... You know, it's not the American flag. It is an anti-American flag. All right, you have United States of America for the north. Okay, you have Confederate States of <laughs> for the south, and it is an anti-American flag. It's pretty much like waving a fucking Nazi flag around. All right, C- compared to waving the American flag, it really, really is. All right,
2: dr- dropping it. Anyway, moving on. Moving on with the movie that we're talking about. Not uh, you know, not history lesson. <laughs> Uh, Dante turns him that the but he can't do it. So we're introduced to Ginny, a.k.a. Mama, played by Alice Krieg, who, previous episode, Ghost Story, was the, the ghost woman uh, you know, in that movie. But she's uh, definitely oh, shit. gotten old. So she has you know, her I'm oxygen going, though, tank She's and, and, the
1: mom from fucking Sleepwalkers, man. She's one of the Borg.
0: Yeah, she I like just, the I main film. Shit, Oh,
1: yeah, shit. and she was also a
3: Chariot
2: of Fires. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right, anyway. Sorry. So she's been running this place for 50 years, and she tells Melody and she tells Dante, uh, I'm not going fucking anywhere because I paid off my debts to the bank. I have the title. I don't have to show it to you, but I'm telling you that I do, so get the fuck out of my house. So Dante's like, oh, you know what, she called me a Negro. I don't like that flag, so I'm going to call the cops. We're going to get this girl out of her house. But, of course, this causes a fight between the sheriff and the deputy, and Ginny, Weatherface, watching from the top of the stairs, just not very happy with what's going on. And she eventually has an attack where she pukes and falls to the ground and starts, you know, having uh, somewhat of a seizure. So at this point, the cops are like, (laughs) so the the cops are there to put her in the back of the police van. We're going to take her to the hospital. So. You know, Melody wants to go with the old woman and Leatherface and, and the cops, but, of course, she has to stay behind because Chris, uh, Catherine from the bank is arriving with that bus. So no-name fiancé, quote-unquote Ruth. She's like, well, I'll go. No, it's fine. Like, I mean I'm not doing anything. I don't really have anything but to do in this town or anything like bank that. So the name. Yeah, Chris, yeah Catherine. The lady, the lady
1: from the bank got a fucking name. She's Catherine.
2: So... Leatherface and the most bare face we've ever seen him in this movie because he has long hair and a beard. So we see a lot of Leatherface without a mask on in this movie, which contradicts everything that happened in the first movie because in the first movie, Leatherface can't show any emotion except to wear a mask. But this one, is no problem. You know, it, it, a long time has passed so he doesn't feel the need to wear a mask anymore. Uh, Bruce gets in the, the van and they leave. So Catherine's walking around the town with all the influencers and in the police van, Ginny dies and she tells Leatherface have always been a good boy, Just promise me you won't go into my room. And this causes Leatherface to lose his shit. He ends up breaking the deputy's arm and stabbing him with the broken bones. As the deputy tries to shoot him, Leatherface hands the gun to the sheriff. The gun goes off. sheriff gets shot in the neck. The van crashes into a harvester in the middle of a sunflower field that's being run by Paula Shore. And
4: there's your son right there. And look, at yeah, the thing, you know, here's, yeah. here's the thing, and and look, that that's a great fucking shot, and the bone snapping out of the skin mm-hmm. and getting pushed mm-hmm. back into the neck, it's awesome to see like this these these gory effects and everything. But the thing is that like when you look go going back, and this being supposed to be a, a direct sequel to the 1974 film, uh, if you look at the 1974 film, Leatherface did not do anything that was like beyond the fucking scope of something that a human being can nope. do. Being able well, to take a exactly. fucking man's arm and break his fucking wrist, so the fucking, yeah. so the a, a, a massive compound fracture with bones shooting through the fucking skin, like it's just one of those things that, like, okay, that's not that's not the abilities of a fucking human, like that's just it's just not fucking pot Like it's just one one of so, the numerous fucking defects that I have. But carry on, please. But yeah, it's,
0: especially
2: seventy-year-old human, seventy-four-year-old yeah. human, and it's not the face that we know. But yes, like we said, moving on. So. Melody gives a speech to everybody that arrived, and it's going to be great. We're going to have her auction. Lila ends up hanging out with Richter for a little while. You know, could there be a little bit of chemistry? We don't know. She sees this big old gun, you know, and, and you know tries to shoot it, but then she has a PSD flashback and PTSD flashback, and just doesn't want to have anything to do with it anymore. So Melody comes but, but into the still, garage and she's uh, like, "Fuck uh, it,
4: we're out of here!" Whoa! No, uh, I want to, I want to, like, I want to hit the brakes right there, real quick, because from the moment that that character was introduced at the gas station, like, mm-hmm. I don't know about you guys, but it was like painfully obvious to me that, A, uh, he, and it didn't unfold in the fashion that I thought it was going to, but my prediction of his role in the film being kind of a quasi-important character, and the role of guns and the, you know, guns involving the anti-gun characters was going to come into play later, and that was only... Uh, compounded by the sequence when she is in there with him, and he's asking her if, if you know about you know she's asking about the guns, he's showing her about the guns. That like it was all something to me that was so predictable. You know there were things that mm-hmm. were predictable, yep. uh, and that and that was one of them. So uh, carry on.
2: It was another checkup. It was yeah. another checkup gun sequence. That's all it was. Yeah. It was just well, that there's a gun that's going to be used
1: later. <laughs> yeah, but uh, but and but it's also just it them was using another oh, yeah. hot button fucking topic too. You know what I mean? Like yep, that's, that's the thing. Up. We've that's got you know up. we we checked we checked off the racist cop thing, you know, or you know
0: the mm-hmm. the. The
1: guy with you know Dante with his make sure you keep your hands in fucking sight you know their their little off color comments um, and, mm-hmm. and then now you have this whole fucking thing you know we got we got to squeeze in there something about topical with school shootings since we're in Texas with their guns mm-hmm. I see where where you know where, where the monkey's coming from with all the fucking hitting you over the head with the political commentary in the movie and it's this is just not the movie for that that's not what the Texas Chainsaw mm-hmm. franchise is about. Um, it never no, was, then, you no. know, this, it was always about fucking, you know, an insane fucking family of fucking cadavers.
3: Yeah, because it's we the, have the, this moment you know, with the shooting and stuff and, they, and you know, we we have that and he's like, oh, that should have been, re-, you know, that must have been really, really hard to deal with. And then he's pretty much like, have you ever shot a gun? Have you ever, you know, and mm. and then he pretty much goes into that. Must you want to see my well, wiener? May, may, yeah, and he's pretty much like, well, you know, maybe you should have been armed. And then we go into the whole thing about that shit. Okay, King, I know you want to move on. All right. <laughs>
0: because we kind of
2: have to. Um, but no, it's, because we could talk about this all day. I mean, there's just so much bullshit that happens in this movie that we could definitely go back and forth all day with. But uh, back in the field, the Leatherface has dragged Ginny's body out of the van and cut off her face, holding it up to the sun, and then cleverly looping the ears around his own ears. So that's going to somehow stay on the entire time. I mean, she must, I didn't think her forehead was that big, but apparently it's fucking gigantic because he managed to stretch that out Man, right over his worked. big old head
0: and she got put it
2: on. Uh, Ruth is still buckled into her seat, so she's using the radio in the police van to call for help. The gas station attendant hears that, and then we'll find out where he goes after that. Uh, but the sheriff wakes up from the accident. Weatherface notices this uh, happening and bashes his face in with Ginny's oxygen tank. Again, it was overkill, but I loved it. Because I was like, it's just Weatherface just being who he wants to be and just fucking killing people. Um, Ruth at no point decides to get out of the van and run. She just kind of sits there and watches this stuff happen until Weatherface smashes in her window and stabs her with a knife and then covering uh, her eyes with her hair. Before Weatherface takes a weird quick shit in the field before walking back to Harlow because that was a weird fucking shot when he pops up in the well, fucking hey, field no. randomly and it's like, so,
0: here, here, no, so here's
2: missed, weird.
0: So fucking
1: weird. totally weird. But here's the little things that I I think were, like, missed things. So when he does the thing with the hair, like, putting her hair over her eyes and all that shit, that was Mm -hmm. him looking at her like she was Sally. That's what we're supposed to see. She's got blonde hair just like Sally. When we see the remains of of Ruth in the field later, she's kind of, like, set up and kind of looks like Sally without a face. Um, like young Sally. Like that I feel like there were things. I who was Ginny?
0: No, I think that was no. Nope. Rewatch it.
1: I think that was Ruth, Bro, you sure? Okay. Yep, I've rewatched it twice. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah.
2: <laughs> like, seriously, it was there was Ginny that he propped up in the field. You know, when when Sally comes across it. Um, and I mean, you could rewatch it and prove me wrong, but like I said, I watched it twice and I was like, that that's Jenny. That's not, that's, you know, they didn't have the same hair, the hair's longer because you could see the strands of hair over the, the face. So, yeah, but yeah, anyway. yeah,
3: that that was, that was Jenny. That was propped up, you know, like that. <laughs>
2: so back in town, Richter is basically holding them hostage because he found out that Jenny has died. So he takes the keys and he says, you know what, if you could prove to me that, you know, she really shouldn't have been in that house, I'll get you the keys and you can get out of here. And Dante's like, well, fuck, I, I got it somewhere. I got it. Uh, oh, shit, I don't have it. Uh, but, you know, maybe we can find it in the orphanage. You know, we'll just find it and we'll give it to Richter and just be like, you know, we will be on our merry way. Uh, you know, yeah, good luck. Because uh, they're going to have to go back in that orphanage and find it and
1: who's going to be there. But Yeah, because, but... you know. Go, going in there originally created the very issue, so now let's illegally enter again and, <laughs> yeah. you know, that that won't be a problem.
2: No. So the gas station attendant uh, calls for hardesty, and we see Sally, not actually Sally, again, Marilyn Burns died in 2014. This is new Sally, and she's gutting a hog, you know, washing her hands clean. This is a woman that was a Texas Ranger at one point after her run-in with Base and she decides she's to grab hardcore, her cute little yeah. Cowboy hat, and she's going to go. You know, she grabs her nifty little cowboy hat, her bag of weapons, and go to Harlow for a reunion with Leatherface. It doesn't quite turn out the way that she wanted to. Um, again, I find Sally insufferable in this movie, and I didn't feel that there was a need. Marilyn Burns is dead. Leave it that way. You know, but again, we'll, we'll see what Sally does once she reads Harlow. So Dante and Melody walking around this house again, illegally entering, like the like the ghoul said, and they eventually Melody finds. <laughs> what they're looking for, which is the deed to the house, which shows that she did pay and that she should have been staying there. So they were wrong and they de- and her death is on their hands now. So of course, Melody's like, Oh shit, you know, this woman's dead because of us, but she doesn't have time to react because Dante's entered the kitchen. And who else is there, but Weatherface, who rips his face open with a butcher knife.
3: And <laughs> love the fact that it
2: was just bloody as fuck. And Dante is down for the count. Melody sees Dante's body and decides to hide in the closet upstairs. Weatherface because the closet, the closet is the womb.
3: You're safe. Mm-hmm. The closet is the womb. It's a safe place. Thank you, Leslie Vernon.
2: <laughs> yeah, thank you, Leslie Vernon, for that good lesson. But this is a moment where you have Weatherface going into the closet, not seeing nobody there. He takes out one of Ginny's dresses, and he sits down, and, you know, he has that moment of mourning. So, again, like the, the dean had said, this is supposed to be our villain. This is supposed to be the guy that, like, we're supposed to be like, you know what, you need to kill him. He's the big bad. But then they're like, well, no, because he's kind of sensitive, and, and like you know, he has to have that moment, you know, and mourn his mom and put some makeup on his face, you know, before he smashes the mirror because he hears the celebration downstairs. So it's like again, I got it. I thought it was that was a of big one touch. Of those where it's, I didn't care for it because this isn't that Weatherface. Like seventy four Weatherface would have done that. This Weatherface is just fucking upper blood. So it's, it's two different characters. So I didn't appreciate it because I was like, come on. You're going to give me a psychopath versus Leatherface, who was just a big dumb idiot that would only kill if he trespassed. You know, so <laughs> that's the original Leatherface, you know, and that's why I love them so much. But uh, the storm's coming in. The party's going on. Melody hears Ooh. Leatherface returning back to the room with a sledgehammer, busting open the wall so he could pull out his beloved Poulan 306A chainsaw. Is that the 74? Yes. That is the chainsaw that he yeah, used in 74. tag on there. Because <laughs> that's the one from 74. That's the original one. They oh, That was the original Saints,
3: though.
2: According nice. to David Blue Garcia, that was the original one. They were incredibly protective of it, you know, during filming of the movie. I guarantee you they probably had a different one. They probably had a stunt one. But, you know,
0: he said that they used the same one during yes. the whole thing.
1: I was going to say yes, because you know mm-hmm. what I noticed while watching the 74 movie tonight? It looks smaller um, overall. Mm-hmm. The 74 chainsaw looked a lot smaller than this one did. And I even noticed while watching the movie, you know, the first time around, I was like, wow, it looks kind of big. But I knew they were going for that with the yellow color. And, you know, it was a a nondescript chainsaw. It just looked like something basic, which was great. You know what? That's a a great nod. I just wish wish the whole movie made nods towards the original film, not just like, hey, here's the chainsaw. Thanks. Yeah, it's, Yeah, so yeah, it's yeah. it's definitely a bigger chain it's definitely a bigger
3: uh chain bar than the original one was. But mm-hmm. I just dug that nod of them actually, you know, when he sits there and takes it and drops it and it just said 306A. I was like, "Nice." Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. I, was like, God, oh. yeah. I was like,
0: "Yeah. I was like, <laughs> I, was like "I loved it. So,
2: this is see a 306A. Uh, but Dante uh, is alive despite having his face chopped up the way that it is. So he Damn. decides to stumble outside. Help, help and Richter finds him, and Richter's like, what the fuck, dude? What are you doing in that house, bro? Come on, man. And when he turns around and you see his fucking half, his face is hanging off, I was like, that's a good effect. I uh, was like, that is fucking nice. <laughs> to see he's got yeah, his fucking blah, face blah, opened blah. Up. <laughs> Yeah, just that mouth hanging down. He collapses into Richter's arms and dies. Catherine from the bank sees this, and she's like, oh, so I guess we're just going to go back into the bus and call the cops maybe because this is fucked up, you know, that uh, Dante's face isn't half open and he's dead. Uh, Richter decides, because he's a big old Texan, he's going to get his gun quick. Click. We're going to go Woo! find out who did this, and we're going to see that Weatherface has his saw, but he's been working on it, filling it up with gas. I mean, it's one of those quick moments when, when, uh, when uh, Melody tries to escape because you can hear screws being turned. You can hear some liquid sloshing yeah. around. So I was like, oh, he's, he's putting gas in it. He's getting it ready. So, you know, he's going to do this. But first, Richter walks into the bedroom where Melody's hiding underneath the bed. And she puts her foot out so she could get the mirror to point where Weatherface is. But it's too late for Richter. Like, he is no match for this husky 75-year-old man. Because Weatherface uses that- a sledgehammer to bust in one of Richter's legs. Snap oh, that fucking leg. Fling
3: oh, that leg, <laughs> yeah. oh, god damn. <laughs> and then using that
2: broken glass from that face got pushed into to smash his face in. But then dropping to the ground, Richter's like, one last thing before I go, here's the keys. But nope,
0: leatherface turns chip. his head
2: into fucking straight-up jelly. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, there is nothing left of fucking Richter's face. Like, it's just paste on the floor. I was like, ah, oh, fuck yeah, dude. <laughs> Oh, uh, he, he yeah,
4: he's, he's got Before it was total pink yeah. when they showed it from the fucking side, and there was just a big dent that was a nice shot.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, that was
2: perfect. <laughs> um, and like we had, like the ghoul had said before, Sally at this point goes to the sunflower field, discovers the police van, and again, I'm saying it's Ginny. If you want to go back and watch it and see if it's actually no, rude, you right. can find out.
1: No, I no, I already did it, and yeah, it, it is Ginny. The uh, the shirt. Matches, Jenny. So yeah. you know what it is? Is the hair mm-hmm. looked longer and blonde, uh, whereas, mm-hmm. you know, Alice Creasier's hair looked just gray and, like, nasty. Um So Lila, <laughs> no, <yes.
2: whatever>. so, <laughs> who's been in the bus the entire time, decides that Melody's been gone too long, and she's going to go out and look for her, despite what Catherine or anybody else says. She's going to go. We see Melody getting the keys to Richter's truck and then trying to get down to the stairs, kind of cleverly, you know, climbing down the banister and jumping down to the bottom of the stairs. But, of course, who's there but our weatherface. Now he's got his apron Yay! on, he's got his tie, he's ready to work. You know, he's got his, he's got his <laughs> uniform on. He's ready to do he work. In. So he pushed
3: in. He's ready to so start his
2: yeah, in. And his <laughs> chainsaw, you know, now works, you know, because he has it revving and he's got it working. But when he sees her, he grabs a uh, sledgehammer and throws it at her, and she gets knocked into the basement. So i was like, oh, shit, okay. So he's like, fuck out of here. I'm a house. <laughs> you know? um, and when she's in the basement, I love the shot of this sequence when he's dragging the chainsaw along the floorboards. You know, and everywhere she tries to hide, you see the fucking top of the saw right down into the floorboards. Even cutting into a fucking bathroom pipe. That just no, really that was the problem. Over
3: her. Uh, no, it's like, you know, the fact, that, no, because he sits there and cuts through that fucking pipe. But then later... Well, on the fucking bus, he can't fucking sit there and cut through the little fucking ha- handle that's in the fucking bus and bounces off the fucking handle. He can cut through that like fucking the steel the problem pipe. <laughs> I, yeah, I, that's
1: the the problem, I love, I love how this thing is like, look, again, like these these are like, like the little of, of like detail problems, but, you know, again, man, it's like, <laughs> I, uh, it I get it. It's a cross chase. It's, it, it's, it's all this and that. It's. It's supposed to so, be fun. I, I'm not having
0: fun mm-hmm. with it,
1: but I'm going with it at least.
2: <laughs> I didn't, I, yeah, I honestly didn't even think about it. I was just, I was laughing so hard because she had shit crawling over her as as Lila tries to pull her out of the basement. And the two I, run for the bus. To see and, that. Yeah, yes. Yeah, it was fun. I, I laughed. Over so that big old bus,
3: unibrow of hers.
2: <laughs> the driver decides that he's going to, you know, get the bus going. And as they're driving out of Harlow, all of a sudden you hear that chainsaw revving up again. And all of a sudden, oh, why the bus stop? Like The bus shouldn't have stopped. I'm going to go outside and check. Well, okay, go Let ahead. Let me go take Let's a look. Let's see little... what happens.
1: Uh, so, no, you're giving happens, him but, lines of dialogue that he doesn't even have. You know, no. to him. Nope. "You know, don't go out like, He just looks <laughs> at her silently And runs out the fucking door Like, guy, yep. you just saw people coming in Talking about people getting killed Fucking, you know This one girl just came in She's got shit all over her But nah, you,
0: you mm-hmm. fucking, you
1: know All of a sudden you, you, you heard something crazy On the side of the bus And you're just gonna go fucking running out to go see it I just love the improbable so, angle Of which uh, Leatherface throws the head back into it
0: yeah, <laughs> <laughs> It went
2: on the steps, and you know nobody really reacts. Of course, Catherine's like, oh, God, we have to run. Like We have to get out of here. But everybody else is like, oh, what the fuck? Oh, hey, man, what's going on? Now, yeah, a gig- giant fucking man with blood all over him, and he's got a chainsaw that's revving. And, Hell, cool. So they all raise their cameras like we see in the trailer. Yep. <laughs> trying to think. You're canceled, bro. Fucking kill them all, Weatherface. Go for it, buddy. Do it. <laughs> like, I want to see you take out everybody. Fuck all these fucking influencer hipsters. Take them all out. And he does. Shot <laughs> wins. You have the one guy that gets up against the girl, and then he puts the chainsaw right through both of them. I was like, oh, double kill. All right. <laughs>
0: yeah. Double tap. You're yeah. <laughs> Picking <laughs> up a
2: body with the chainsaw and sawing right through him. You know, it's just the blood is here. So if you're a gore hound, you're just going to love it. You're just going to wonder how much yeah. blood gets poured into this. It's a real massacre. Yeah. We're finally getting a Texas
3: massacre. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and, and the
4: bus <laughs> yeah, did get when,
3: fucking real.
4: <laughs> yeah, it did. And one of the things I wanted to talk about, which, like, kind of goes against everything that Texas Chainsaw Massacre was when I talked about it in my introduction about, like, the bits of humor. Like, when Leatherface steps up onto the fucking bus, and he's looking at all of mm-hmm. his potential victims, and they're all looking back yeah. at him, and... Every single one of them, in perfectly timed unison, picks up their phone uh, to get a picture or to film or stream him. Like, that was just some fucking, such a lame shot that just like, like, what is this, a fucking slapstick horror movie? Like, every single one in in unison raised their phone at the same time? It's just one of those things that makes this not the Texas Chainsaw
1: though Okay, but but here's the thing. Just one thing to say that the director did say about this film. So whereas originally all of the press was all like, oh, this is going to be just a direct sequel to the first movie, the director has gone on record as saying that they are not discrediting any of the other sequels as possibly being within this movie's universe. So if you take that into account and look at the Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2, there's plenty fucking comedy involved in that movie.
2: Oh, yeah, there is. There is so yeah. much. And but, even in the first also, one, look what your brother did to the door. Like, I mean, there, there's comedy. <laughs> it's just, it's just not, it's not slapstick. It's not like, you know, slap your knee type No, of, it's of called comedy. insanity.
4: Yeah, but there, just, it, you know, that part, yeah. when, he sta- when he's standing there on that bus, and every single fucking person on that bus mm-hmm. raises their phone and unison at the same fucking time, like, I just thought that was a, a kind of like a painful fucking moment. That's all. That's
0: all. Of it's I am talking about. I It's today's society.
1: They're all Karen's, man. <laughs> yeah. no, well, no, I guess he's the Karen, and I guess they're yeah. all the fucking, you know, the, the, the people. Yeah, Dean, you teach. You have How many times
3: do you see where, like, some shit goes down in the hallways, and everyone, instead of trying to help out and get involved, they instead all raise their cameras? Alright, trying to capture the moment instead of actually being a part of the moment. I thought it was funny as shit because I thought that part was actually fucking accurate. You know, how many times mm-hmm. you see fucking people sit there with their goddamn phones out instead of actually trying to be a part of the actual no, situation. No, I, I understand yeah. I understand in modern times that's
4: exactly what happens. Even in real life emergencies, people take out the phone and start filming instead of helping. Like I Yeah. I get that. It was just it was just the framed shot of it all happening from every person in unison, uh, and I guess maybe nice, they're trying nice. to make some kind of social fucking statement. Uh, it just it yep. just looked silly to me. That's you know that's just my opinion and, and, yeah, and yeah. my thoughts on that particular scene. I don't
2: know. Like I said, I, I absolutely right. Because they're quickly dispatched. So I just I was there for the gore, and it, it, I didn't care. They were yeah, all chopped up. I'm there for well, the gore well, too.
4: I'm I'm there for the gore too. And uh, they served us up a very healthy serving yeah. of it, uh, with Sploosh. limbs flying and blood spraying. And it's really funny. So these days, when you fly on a plane, uh, all of the in-flight entertainment is on your own device. And uh, granted, that oh you know, most carriers, most 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 carriers offer. What you, you had seatback entertainment?
1: Cool, uh, dude. Uh, every flight, I, well, no, not every flight. The flight back. Uh, uh, from chicago did not but you know the flights to san francisco and the flights back yeah tvs in the seats themselves oh yeah you, you use air alaska don't you
4: yeah we fly we fly in, uh, alaska exclusively but um but anyway right. uh you know and you know, alaska does give you like they do they do they do give you you know hundreds of fucking movies to choose from but you have to use your own device uh, so I downloaded it on Netflix so I could watch it. And it's funny, like, I'm sitting there trying to, like, cut my hands around the screen to not freak out the people around me. But uh, but anyway, uh, go, carry on.
2: So, the, you know, after the massacre, the girls make it out of the bus. Catherine, the banker, not so lucky, she gets sawed in half with her guts falling oh. out of the window. Uh, but uh, the girls make it out. Sally shows up, and she tells the girls to get into the car. She locks them inside and says, just wait here. I'm going to have a showdown. So they're like, what the fuck? What the fuck? And she's like, yeah, no, you're fine. Like, I'm going to take care of this. I'm going to handle this, bitch. You know, so you just sit there. So armed with the shotgun, Sally goes into the orphanage and sees Leatherface sitting on the bed with the chainsaw at his side. And it's like he's taking a fucking break. He's like, dude, I'm 75 fucking years old. Like, I need to tap out for a second before I go back. Like, you know, and she walks in there with the shotgun aimed at him, and she's like, say my name. Turn around. Say my friend's name. Pam. You know, Franklin. Kirk.
1: Jerry, say you
2: remember me. And Weatherby's like, what the, who the fuck are you? Like, who are you? Who are you what are you doing in my house, first of all? Like, people entering my house, I don't like it. And she's like, oh, oh God, you don't remember me, do you? He's like, nope, bitch, and walked out of the house because he's to kill. He just needed to take a fucking break. So he bashes out the windows of the SUV that Sally had brought, gra- grabs that Lila, and now – Sally's going full-on lefty fucking Dennis Hopper from Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2 because she's yes. laughing hysterically as she's taking pot shots at Leatherface with the chainsaw. <laughs> I'm going to get you now. It's time now. Like, you know, just grabbing that chainsaw, you know, and with Leather, not Leatherface grabbing the chainsaw, but, you know, grabbing her shotgun and trying to kill him. And he's taking shots like there's just no tomorrow, you know, and, and eventually he runs away. <laughs> So Sally Uh, the uh, the EZ girl says, get the hell out of here. I'm doing after Like like
1: you said, like lefty. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like that. Like this character either needed to be one way or the other. You know, to go from (laughs) like... I, I'm going to completely fucking shut down and be all upset because you're not saying my fucking name. So, yee-hoo! I'm going to shoot the fuck out of now. Like it was like, what the fuck kind of departure is that? That's the kind of lunacy though, that I would have expected in a Texas chainsaw massacre movie, but that's where like they mm-hmm. failed to fucking bring it. That should have been in the movie the entire time.
2: It should have been, but it's not because Sally, after she tosses the keys to the girl, she, she goes and chases Leatherface because she keeps hearing the chainsaw. So once again, <laughs> they get into a fight. Sally gets some shots in with a knife, but she ends up going for the old chainsaw ride up in the air as she's gutted, Woo-hoo! body shaking on the edge of the saw, you know, just being tossed into a bag of bags of trash. I'm like, this is the legacy character that you brought back just to have her gutted and then fall into a, a bags of trash. Well, that's nice. Yeah, and they, right, they did
4: Sally Hardesty dirty, man.
2: So Melody drives the car towards Weatherface, intending to hit him, but he tosses the saw at the windshield, which causes the SUV to crash. Melody tells Lila, he's going to kill me, so you just need to get up and run. She's like, but I love you. And she's like, no, seriously, you need to run.
0: Because now (laughs) Weatherface shows up rubbing
2: his saw. He's trying to kill Melody, but Lila has Richter's big-ass fucking gun, but she doesn't know how it works because it clicks and nothing happens. But luckily, Sally's somehow still fucking alive after being completely this, this, gutted, this, this, and Fernando begs Beck-
1: so, that. So the ghoul cool girl literally did not watch this movie with me, right? At all. She had happened mm-hmm. to come in, though, just a couple minutes before Sally took her, her chainsaw ride. So she was like, wow, she's like, holy shit, they really fucking killed the fuck out of her. So when a couple mm-hmm. minutes later, all of a sudden, Sally still has the wherewithal to fire her gun that was it. The cool girl was done. She was like, yep, nope, I have no fucking interest so in watching it because that's got to be the stupidest <coughs> fucking thing I've ever
2: seen. It was fucking dumb. So as she dies, she, hand, she kind of tosses over her shotgun to, uh, to Lyle after reloading it and says, you can't run. I'll never stop haunting you. And as she dies, Nobody runs into the theater that Leatherface had run into to do the final confrontation. She's got the shotgun. She hears the chainsaw idling, but it's a trap. Leatherface and Lila fall into a pit that's filled with water. The chainsaw stops, Ah. and then everything becomes silent. Lila crawls out of the pit as Melody's calling for her. Leatherface bursts out of the fucking pit like Freddy in Freddy vs. Jason at the third act and throws his saw at Lila (laughs) as she tries to go for the gun. So Leatherface quickly just kicks that fucking gun out of the way, like, fuck you. Like, I'm here. I got my saw. (laughs) You're going to fucking die. So as he revs it for the kill, Melody jumps onto his back and he quickly tosses her off. And as Leatherface raises his chainsaw to take care of her, Lila appears and shoots him multiple times with his shotgun, which has no effect on Leatherface. He's like, hey, that's all you got? Like, that's really it? Like, because uh, I'm surviving this right now. But no, nobody has to grab his saw, and she's like, I got your dick, Leatherfucker! And just fucking knocks him into the pit using the tip of the chainsaw, finding Leatherface into the pit of water as he slowly just stares off into
1: like an uppercut. Okay? Like a fucking mm-hmm. street fighter <laughs> two uppercut. That, like, barely hits his face. Like, I'm sorry. <laughs> if I'm in that situation, I am burying that fucking thing straight to fucking <laughs> your fat gut, motherfucker. <laughs> yeah. Like, that is going <laughs> right on yeah. in. There is no... I'm not adduking yeah, yeah. you. I'm not yeah. fucking... Get to yourself, no. like, whatever fucking other shit that they say in that video game. Nah, it is... Straight on I'm fucking through. through.
3: Even <laughs> no, but also when she, she... Yeah. No, but also when she, when she fucking picks up face. that chainsaw, I literally yelled, no, bitch, you don't deserve to hold that fucking chainsaw. No, I was so fucking Yeah, fit. that ain't
2: yours. <laughs> that ain't yours. Put it down. <laughs> Take a gun. But no, I hated the shot of when she does the uppercut with the chainsaw. Then it's like, yeah, like fucking victory. Like, stop it. Like, I remember I was talking to Marie as I'm watching that. and I'm like, lame fucking week, fucking weak. this movie could suck my dick. I was like, this is terrible. I was like, what? They did Weatherhaze and Sally Dirty in one movie. I'm like, no, I don't like this. And then what happened? <laughs> Redemption, for me, anyway, because the girls emerge <laughs> from the theater in daytime. Lila finds Sally's cute little hat, and she puts it on. She finds a photo of the OG you know, crew, and the girls get into their fancy Tesla car, and you would think, like, holy shit, we survived a lot. Let's just fucking put the key in the ignition and fucking get out of this town. Instead, they're like, no, yeah, we we'll put it on autopilot so it can run, like, five yeah. miles per hour as we get out of here.
4: Yeah. Oh, forget. Let's not forget before this big finale that
2: not only are they
4: like, going to put it in autopilot first, they're making – they're fucking – Everyone they fucking know is half to fucking pieces and fucking dead (laughs) with their body parts all over the fucking town. And they're sitting in the car laughing and making jokes. Oh, I think I want to move here after all. (laughs) Opening the sunroof. (laughs) You know, having (laughs) called the (laughs) authorities, you know, (laughs) opening the fucking sunroof, having a grand (laughs) fucking time given the fucking (laughs) carnage that that just took place. Let's let's sit here and laugh and, 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 and have jokes.
2: Yeah, let's just have a good time. We'll open, like you said, we'll open the sunroof. We're gonna have a second. We'll move here. The car starts to slowly move, like it's, like I said, like two miles per hour, five miles, very slow. But who comes back but fucking Leatherface, grabbing Melody out of the car, pulling her up, taking that saw mm, <laughs> You fucking played <head's laughs> down, Melody so long, and then he fucking raises it up like a trophy.
1: Woo, Leatherface won. You zero. Come on back. <laughs> <in>. <laughs> Like, I a, like, like a nightmare on Elm Street type of ending here with fucking, yes. yep. you know, yeah. the, the Lila at the top of the car just reaching out, screaming and just her unable off. to do, it, like, anything yeah. at all. Because the car's taken, taken away.
2: And yeah. as then as you see Weatherface, like I said, holding up like a champ, and all of a sudden he does the classic Weatherface dance because now he has a fucking head in his hand running on top and just fucking dancing as we go to credits. I was like, you know what? David a good job because I fucking did not like that movie, but that ending fucking hits. I, was like, I can could that over dance. and over again and never get tired of it. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. I, I love like the for the dance yeah. in there. Yeah, I love the fact that they have the dance in there. Now he has the fucking head in his hand. It's not like the end when <laughs> Sally gets away, and he's just like, oh, man, my leg hurts. My brother's dead. It sucks, but no. So <sighs> the movie ends with that, and then we get to a post-credit sequence <sighs> with, with Leatherface uh. walking down an old dusty road, and we see the old house from 1974, just waiting for him. But that doesn't That's matter nice. anymore, because we, he apparently was living
1: in this fucking house for 50 years. Yeah. So,
0: yeah,
2: somebody's, yeah,
1: somebody's take taking care, care. of it. Yeah. Yeah. The fucking lawn is all nice and clean, and you know what I mean? It wasn't like it's overgrown. It doesn't look like it's all disheveled. Nope. No, no, so, fine. I don't know. You look great.
2: <laughs> you look great. But apparently, like I said again, they don't explain what happened to the, to the cook. They don't explain what happened to Grandpa, but yet the house is still there. So it's like, okay, so Leatherface is away.
1: Dead.
2: I would assume so, properly. But, you yeah, know, just has been living in this orphanage for like 50 years. So why would he go back to that house? We don't know. But he's going back there for some reason because sequels. We'll see if this one gets one. But I'd be okay if it did I'd be okay. Oh, no. Like I said, that, that, yeah. that ending is good enough for me. We're done. Like, you know. It's, just, it's hard it for me to believe that Sally becomes a Texas Ranger and do all that shit. But anyway, because <laughs> we are short on time, uh, next week, uh, Monkey, I believe it is your pick. So what are we talking about next week?
3: Yeah, that's right. So, yeah, I'm thinking we're going to stay in the monster vibe and finally see what was behind the major lawsuit against Capcom and Resident Evil Village. Because next week we're going to check out Frankenstein's Army.
2: Yeah. Ooh, good pick. That, that's actually a really good one. So, yeah, it's been a while, but I remember really fucking liking it when it came out. It was on one of the, the pay cable channels back in 2013. I think that's when the movie came out. Uh, well, we'll find out. Um,
0: yeah, I'm about sure you'll that. send us yeah. a link.
2: To how we can watch it. So, yeah, I mean, I'm looking forward to it because it's one of those weird ones where, yeah, like you said, there's a village and, uh, yeah, real you know, Resident Evil vibe there. So, all right. Okay. So, Frankenstein's Army is what we're talking about next week. All right. So, Dean, thank you so much for joining us for tonight's episode of Texas Chainsaw Massacre.
4: Oh. My, my esteemed,
3: my esteemed pleasure.
2: All right. Monkey, why don't you go ahead and sign yourself off?
3: I'm your darling Mad Monkey, cute as a button. Thank you for listening to tonight's podcast. <laughs> Good night, everybody. Mwah!
2: <laughs> Kisses. All right. Why don't you go ahead and sign <laughs> yourself off?
1: Stay scared, everybody. Stay scared. And stay away stay scared. from all disheveled towns. And, and orphanages that have giant, hulking, large men inside of them. Oh, giant, giant hulking, hulking men.
3: Large, giant, oh hulking men.
1: my. All
2: right. And as always, I'm your old pal, the king of horror, NDG, saying, Hail Satan, Hail Odorous, Hail Yourselves, Keep America Strong, Watch Our Movies, and most of all, as we depart this episode, always remember, the Saw is family.
3: So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com.
4: No purchase necessary. Void Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.